Saturday at 8 Eastern on ABC and streaming live on Watch ESPN. The following is another KXPN Sports presentation. KXPN Sports presents high school football. Rodenbaum out to kick it away. Pops it in the air. It's returnable. Pulaski has it at the 10. He'll bring it up the middle of the field. 15, 20. He's got running room. 30, 35. Pulaski's going to take it all the way to the end zone. A defensive touchdown and now a kick return for the Pleasanton Bulldogs. And they're right back up by 10. Tonight, it's the final game of the regular season as the Pleasanton Bulldogs hit the road to battle the SEM Mustangs. High School Football on ESPN Radio is brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club. Pates will hand it off to Rizinski. Rizinski around the left side. There's nobody there. Midfield, 30, 20. The freshman outruns them all, and he's into the end zone for what could be the big play of the game. A touchdown run of 47 yards by the freshman. A playoff berth could be on the line tonight as the winner evening the record at 4-4 four four this season. It's the Bulldogs and Mustangs coming up next, but first the New Tech Seed pregame show. We'll join ESPN Radio's Randy Bushcutter and Scott Carlin live from Sumner right after this word from New Tech Seed. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit newtech at yieldleader.com. Young disputed Midwest yield leader. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to cool and damp Sumner as the Mustangs playing host, as you heard in our open, to the Pleasanton Bulldogs, both these two teams, three and four on the year. Both teams with a chance of moving on their last regular season game and extending that season into the postseason if they're able to pick up a win here tonight. Again, that's not official, but uh, both coaching staffs feel a win, and that would get them into the playoffs. Randy Bushcutter, Scott Carlin here with you. Glad you could join us for coverage of high school football here on ESPN Radio. And uh, Coach Carlin, again, there, there's a lot to play for. That, that postseason berth, you, one these two teams is going to end their season now three and five with a losing mark. You don't want to have that happen to you. And uh, again, it's a conference rival. These are teams that know each other. They play each other in, in wrestling and in basketball and everything else. And you just don't want to lose to one of your rivals. No, you don't, you, especially at the end of the year, because that can kind of leave that bitter taste in your mouth. So you've got a lot to play for. you got two teams that are trying to build more consistency in their programs. they got some younger kids playing for both teams. So a lot on the line between three and four teams here tonight, this season and beyond. And for Pleasanton, I think you look at them a little bit even more because they're so young and they're going to be kind of building there. But uh, Coach Streeter is also trying to build a program here at Sumner Edleyville Miller. Uh, they, they have not had a tremendous amount of success over the last few years, but a win, get into the playoffs, build a little bit of momentum for, you know, they're going to lose a fair number of seniors, especially on the line. But uh, it, that allows you to kind of continue to build that program. So both of these two teams, maybe in different ways, uh, are, are, are looking to build and expand that program. Yeah, definitely. You know, anytime you have a chance to continue practice, whether you're a younger team or a team that's looking to build the program a little bit more like SEM, you have that extra incentive. And anytime you have last night for some seniors, for one of these teams most likely, 
you need to you want to send them out on the top note. You want to give them something to play for, be competitive, be in the game, and just show that you know you've left your mark on this program in a very positive way. So in a real sense, these two teams playoffs starting at least a week early because uh, win and and more than likely you're in, lose and you're pretty much assured that you're not going to be able to move on. So it is going to kind of have that that uh, first round playoff atmosphere a little bit, and especially with a team that's just down the street, just down the road a little bit. Two teams that know each other pretty well. Not only do they know each other but they also know what each team likes to do. Yeah, you know, there's not many secrets at the end of the year, and when you have conference rivals, close competition like this, these guys know each other from basketball, football, track. You know, half of them probably go to each other's proms and homecomings through friends, stuff like that. They just know each other. This is a game between friends most of the time. That It means something. It's that bragging rights. When you see each other in a couple months in December, it was, hey, we got you, or January, we got you here this time, and and that adds you want to win that of, conversation. Yep. Yeah, you want to win that conversation. The field is in pretty good shape. It is it, actually it's in great shape. Yeah. Uh, it, it has been wet. It might the, the field might deteriorate a little bit through the course of the game. There has been a little bit of rain up here. It's been mostly misting and spitting throughout the course of the day. It's going to be cool. It's going to be somewhat damp. Uh, but the field is going to be in pretty good shape with the exception of like one spot in the end zone on the uh, north side here on the south side here. But other than that, the field's in great condition, and we're ready for some pretty interesting football. Uh, thank you so much for joining us for the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk with the two head coaches. We'll begin with Ricky Westlin from Pleasanton. We come back right after this. Today's farm tractor is a workhorse for farmers and ranchers. That is why Stryker Tractor Service of Eddyville is in such demand. With over 40 years of experience, they repair and offer free troubleshooting advice on all tractors. Stryker Tractor Service sells used tractors and stocks a variety of starters, alternators, and clutches. To keep your workhorse going strong, call Stryker Tractor Service in Eddyville. Is a proud sponsor of this broadcast. Good luck from everyone at Stryker Tractor Service. Town & Country Bank is truly your hometown bank. We've been serving the central Nebraska region since 1905. We currently have offices in the communities of Ravenna, Pleasanton, Kearney, and Litchfield. Town & Country Bank is locally owned and managed. We pride ourselves in serving you through exceptional personal service. We also strive to offer you the latest in technological advancements. Stop by and visit with us about your financial needs or just to chat. The hometown bank with a big interest in serving you. We are Town & Country Bank. Welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show as we get ready for the final game of the regular season for most of the Class D schools tonight as we have an old FKC get-together, Pleasanton and SEM, and there's even sneaky ways just to get back and forth to the football fields, not taking the highway. That's what Jimmy Langan used to tell me. Oh, Ricky Westland joins us here as the Bulldogs try to get to 500 on the season. And, uh, Coach, uh, hard to believe how quick this uh, time has flown by, but uh, your kids, last time we saw them against Loomis, midway through the season, uh, tell me a little bit about how your football team has changed since then. Oh, we've progressed. We've uh, A lot of that youth that you saw against Loomis, they've matured. You know, if you look at them at the end of their freshman year, some of those young guns. Um, now you can look at them as sophomores, really, because they got seven games underneath their belt um, going into the final one here. So much improvement. Fundamentals are sharper, um, and also execution is a lot better. Of course, it's at the end of the year, it should be. And as you told me, a couple of those specific points were defensively. Obviously, you guys have given up a lot of points. Even in the games you've won, they've kind of been some shootouts. And when you're playing freshman and sophomore, sometimes you're young, you're just used to going in and making the tackle all the time, and that's not what you can do when you're playing against kids a little bit older than you. 
no, it, in, on an eight-man field, it's it's all assignments and fundamentals. Your assignments, you know, 11-man, you can kind of hide a safety around or a strong safety, move them here and there, and you always have an extra man. Uh, eight-man, however, it's not that way. Each kid is it, each kid's position and fundamentals are very critical to his assignment. Uh, if he breaks down on a corner or an end, that that play can just go big. So it's a lot of chasing people around when assignments are broken. Tell me a little bit about the enthusiasm. We're going to talk with Coach Treater about it. Uh, you guys have had that uh, winning mentality. There's been a couple of years, obviously, that you haven't that you haven't made the playoffs. But right now, this is a big game. Uh, maybe the the tradition, I guess, is the word, would be a little bit stronger for Pleasanton. And getting that win against Overton last week puts you in the position to get to 500 and and start talking playoffs. So, what's the atmosphere been the last two weeks? Oh, I, it's been great. It's uh when you see that glimmer of hope and that door is cracked open and you can see the playoffs there, you know, the kids have been responding really well to that. They, they see that they get excited. Although it is the end of the year, you know, we're sitting three and four, not a, a stellar record by any means, but those kids see that that's part of their goal for the year is to get through that door and it's there. And we've had, a, we've had, had a, some alums show up this week at practice too. And that was great to see, you know, they kind of share some memories, talk to the kids, talk to us coaches you know, coaches on through our players are excited. So hope we can get that going tomorrow night. Talk with Ricky Westland, head football coach, Pleasanton, getting ready to battle SEM. It's not like you got any older. Uh, I mean, you're still sophomores, juniors, whatever you were at the beginning of the season. That's where you're at. But as you said, everybody gets that experience under them. Tell me a little bit about your offense. Kind of like SEM, uh, even though you've got some wins on the board, the, the numbers aren't staggering. Uh, how are you getting point production from your offense? I'll just – we're looking at each kid as an individual, and they are all gifted uniquely, and we're trying to use each kid's gift to put those points on the board. It's just kind of one of those years, and we have a, there's a lot of talent there um, size-wise. I mean, I, some of our running backs aren't the biggest. Some of our split ends aren't the biggest. But, man, if we can get them the ball in the right area of the field, they can do some big things for us. Tell me a little bit about what you see in SEM. Well, I see on defensively they have a big front three. Um, they got some really good linebackers and some lanky DBs that, with some good speed back there. So putting the ball up and hanging it in the air might be a, an issue. Um, and trying to move the ball up front on their big front three might be another one. So we're looking at some ways to, uh, you know, maybe create some angle blocks here and there um, and just get to that point of attack with some power. Talk about the line matchup uh, for the Mustangs, the seniors that they have pretty much are all on the line. Uh, does that give you concern? No, I mean, we've seen them, I think, about every year since I've been up here at Pleasanton. Um, and we've seen those kids all the way from junior high till now. So, you know, we know what we're dealing with. Uh, those kids are, go, they have gotten a lot stronger. Um, Streeter's done a great job with their fundamentals. You can tell, like, from the beginning of the year till now, looking at some of the video, that those kids have improved too. So, yeah, and they're not going to want to go down easy on the last game of the year. Uh, so we got to be ready to give them everything we got. I guess I also should mention most of your seniors also find their way to play up there on the line. Uh, as you get ready, significant changes. You talk about uh, everybody has an injury or two, but uh, are you satisfied with where you're at going into this game and into the playoffs that uh, the guys have been where they need to be position-wise and they they kind of know what's expected of them here the last couple of weeks? Yeah, kind of. You know, as a coach, you're not satisfied with seeing any one of your players sitting on the sideline missing out due to injuries. Um, but however, you know, been coaching long enough that you know that when one kid goes down, it's just another kid's time to shine underneath the lights on Friday night. And 
you just rather than talk about the misery of losing that one, you do everything you can to get that other one ready to go to have some success on the field for you. So it's you know it's kind of a double-edged sword there. You lose one guy here, but then that sword can work for you in other ways when you get it shined up ready to go. Last minute here with Pleasanton football coach Ricky Westland getting ready to take on SEM. As folks know, we do tape these a little bit ahead of time, so we're not exactly sure what at this moment the field conditions look like and the weather is like. But if the forecast is right, it's it's not going to be a perfect night for football. And when you throw some of these young kids out there in tough conditions for the first time, uh, some of this is mental coaching. Uh, Is there anything that you've been doing to prepare for that? No, just you know, when we face those games or have teams that we play on Friday nights when it's really bad, you just you try to settle the kids' minds down by saying, hey, they're doing the same thing that you are. You try to prepare sometimes with a wet ball. Um, you know, at practice one time this year, I took a ball and just threw it in the mud and water. And they say, hey, we need a new ball. I said, no, we're going with that one. I said, there's some time in the year you're going to have to prepare and play that way. So we've made some, uh, oh, prepared a little bit for that stuff. But, you know, you're just trying to get through the execution and, most part and you know, when the balls are wet you just got to do the best you can to rotate them in from the sideline might have a few more on the ground has your team been pretty good at uh, attacking loose footballs this year oh i'm always i'm a perfectionist and so <laughs> if we don't get every fumble we see on the ground i'm not happy so <laughs> yes we could get after more i'll just say it that way well you're like most every other coach then rick so uh nope. let's uh, let's see how it plays out tonight should be a really competitive game ricky uh, appreciate the time best of luck to the bulldogs Okay, thank you, Doug. That's Ricky Westland, head football coach at Pleasanton, and we'll chat with Brent Streeter of SCM as the New Tech Seed pregame show continues right after this. See Pleasanton Livestock Service to maintain the health of your animals. Pleasanton Livestock can make certain they get all the vaccinations they need to stay healthy. Pleasanton Livestock also carries Golden Harvest Hybrid and Purina feeds. Only the feeds with the best vitamins and nutrients that all your animals need and want. Stop in today and ask the experts what vaccinations and feed is right for your farm. Best of luck, Bulldogs, from Pleasanton Livestock Service. You haven't experienced great food until you've made the short drive to Sumner to dine at Tubbs Pub. Tubbs Pub offers daily lunch specials sure to fill you up and homemade nightly dinner specials, including the best prime rib around. So make this short drive and see why everyone says great things for miles around about Tubbs Pub in Sumner. It's the best home cooking you'll find, and you won't even have to help with the dishes. Get to Tubbs Pub today. Tubbs Pub in Sumner, a proud supporter of tonight's game. Welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show on this final game of the regular season as the SEM Mustangs take on Pleasanton tonight, and there's definitely something to play for, and Coach Brent Streeter joins us here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. And, Coach, that's what always makes it exciting when there's something to play for. Oh, you bet. You know, you set goals and you keep trying to strive to uh, to accomplish the goals. And uh, right now we've had kind of some ups and downs. We've had our our, our moments, and then we've had some uh, misfortunate moments too. But uh, right now our goal is still intact. We've got to come out and play Thursday. As you take a look at what you took over with the program and where you're at now, where did you start and how are you seeing things come along over the last couple of years? You know, these players have – been through several transitions, you know, with, uh, I might I think I may be the senior's third coach, perhaps. So when I got here, we just try to establish some consistency and we're still battling that. We just need to become more consistent, uh, with how we approach our job and our assignments and, uh, and commitment. And, uh, this year has been a, a blast. Our record isn't great, but we have, uh, won three games, uh, officially. 
And so we're trying to get to 500 and make the playoffs, and I just keep trying to build that culture to where uh, the Mustangs and SEM, our football program, can uh, look forward to postseason year after year. This is a schedule you look at, Brent, and you say, okay, we've got Anselmo Morna, who was number one, and we've got Sandhill Stedford, who beat them. So they're both 6-1, and one, and those are understandable. The first two games, though, you actually showed that you could be competitive with a Brady team that's now 6-1, and one, and you weren't sure what they would be, but they were highly thought of at the beginning of the year. And you took Hartland Lutheran to the wire. So even though you started 0-2, the team seemed to show some signs of life there. You bet. You know, we... Uh... Came out and, uh, you know, not to compare us to Nebraska by no means, but, you know, we were right into those games. I think we were uh, into the third quarter with Brady at the end of the third quarter. I believe we were only down by eight. And then uh, that consistency and that finishing thing that I was talking about, uh, they kind of uh, hit some big plays in that fourth quarter, and then it just kind of snowballed. And the final score looked pretty bad, but we were, we were like you said, we were competitive in that one. Hartland Lutheran. Had some really good athletes, and they were on fire that night. As a credit to how their kids played, they hit some big passes. Uh, uh, we could have been better. Uh, we had a couple mistakes uh, penalty wise toward the end, and I think we got us on a fake punt. And it was a great game. You know, that was a good football game, and and it's nice to be in those. And they've won some games this year, and it kind of helped us out if we can finish out Thursday. So we've made some uh, some good strides in that, and I just. Oh, you mentioned our schedule. The last two years, I've just been super impressed with some of the athletes we've faced. Uh, very good, very well coached, and it's a really good team. So uh, hopefully we can uh, put a game together this Thursday and finish our season the way we, we, we uh, tended to start it out to. We're talking with SEM football coach Brent Streeter here on the New Tech Seed pregame show, getting ready for Pleasanton. Obviously, most teams kind of start around the quarterback in eight-man. It's probably even a little more important, and Jason Lyon can put the ball in the air for you. He can run for you. He's going to do things defensively for you. Tell me a little bit about his season. You know, Jason's just a really smart athlete. You know, uh, he uh, just takes – takes a leadership role to another level. He can run, he can pass, and he's got some guys stepping up for him. Trace Claflin, or one of his tight ends he's been targeting a little more this year, has really stepped up the plate and has had some real, really good performances for us. Michael Eggleston catches about anything that's thrown to him. We need to hit a few more of those so we can open up a running game. We have a pretty good backfield with some uh, linemen that are getting better all the time, so uh, balance-wise, between Nathan Schroeder and Stetson Dittmer, they're about equal on yardage this year and about the same carry. So if we can just kind of get a little bit of balance and mix that in there, maybe uh, we can put it all together this Thursday. Offensively, defensively, we kind of joked that all your seniors coming into the year were, were basically on the line and you filled in with a bunch of youngsters. Oh, Did you feel that the line was going to be a strength and how's that panned out for you? Yeah, we, we have feel that there'd be a strength. Uh, right now, the chemistry is... Uh, hopefully coming together, uh, you know, as far as our line, we, we got some pretty good size there. And, and uh, unfortunately for those guys, they've really been faced with some really quick defensive line athletes on, on some of our opponents. So we've had to uh, we've tried to make some adjustments. Sometimes we caught ourselves trying to maybe do more scheming than just playing football. So we're trying to not do that as much and just, uh, you know, just flirt with the spits and try to get our guys' strengths against to use their strengths rather than trying to, always just look at our opponents. So hopefully we can uh, make some adjustments the last couple of weeks that will benefit our linemen and help them out a little bit more. 
Talking with Brent Streeter for another minute here on the New Tech Seed pregame show as they get ready to take on Pleasanton, who also has three wins. And, and again, we'll, we'll mention that one of your wins was against Elwood, but you've got a win for the first time in a number of years against Overton. Eustace Farnham, who looks like they could win their district, that's another win for you. You take a look at Pleasanton. I saw them earlier this year against Loomis. Very, very young, but boy, they've got some kids that can kind of run the football. What do you see from them? Yeah, they do, and they can keep you off balance. They kind of have a little mixture, a combination of quarterback there, and one's a good thrower. One maybe looks like he might be a little stronger of a runner, and they have some size. They, they have a player come back that I haven't seen yet. I think he was hurt last year, but uh, pretty good size anchors down their offensive and defensive line, and uh, they do some motion stuff and some counter stuff, and then throw off of it. So a lot of things to to uh, kind of look at, and you, you can gamble and go for it, or you can play. Uh, It'll play a safer defense and then it'll break type theory. So we're going to have to come up with a plan uh, tonight and stick with it and let it roll come Thursday night. And Brent, finally, uh, your your offensive numbers aren't staggering, yet you guys are putting up some points. I would assume that special teams, defensive plays, uh, maybe they're not all touchdowns, but they're helping you out with where you start your drives from. Yeah, you know, we started out early. Uh, our offense was actually moving the ball, getting some first downs. We've kind of struggled here these last uh, – Midweeks, and most of that comes to do with uh, being behind in the chains. You know, uh, for every good play we have, we have the next two that puts us in a down and distance uh, spot. That's just tough to tough to uh, uh, finish or move the chains on first down. You know, that's on both sides of the ball. Uh, third down for us has been a killer. We might gain five yards on first down, then have a high snap or a penalty that puts us back to third and ten or third and twelve or whatever it might be. And uh, we just had a hard time overcoming those things. And uh, same defensively. Third down has just been kind of a, a nightmare for us this year. We play great defense for first two downs and give up a great big play on third down. So we just need to become more consistent and challenge ourselves in those situations to be more mentally tough and, and better at that. Well, Brent, a lot on the line tonight. Let's have a good football game, and we always appreciate the time. Best of luck uh, to you and the Mustangs. You bet. Thanks, Doug. Sure appreciate you talking to us again. That's Brent Streeter, head coach of the SEM Mustangs. We'll be back with the starting lineups for tonight's regular season finale on the New Tech Seed pregame show right after this. Bailey Drywall in Pleasanton is proud to support the area athletes this year and wish them the best of luck in the games they play. Call Bailey Drywall of Pleasanton for residential or commercial drywall jobs. From the smallest patch to the largest walls, the professionals at Bailey Drywall can fix it right in a timely manner. New construction or just a remodel for all your drywall projects, big or small, they take care of all your walls. Bailey Drywall in Pleasanton. Lammers Truck Line, the River Stop, and Nichols Repair in Pleasanton are proud to support this high school sports broadcast. Nichols Repair is a championship quality auto service center. Lammers Truck Line is your number one defense against slow, expensive grain and livestock hauling. And the River Stop is the one stop you need to make before and after the game for pizzas and refreshments and a gas filling. Best of luck from the River Stop, Lammers Truck Line, and Nichols Repair, all of Pleasanton. Senior, 
Also starting at guard and defensive end will be Bronson Gibbons. He's six foot, 195 pounds, and just a sophomore. But they have a lot of youth as well. Running back and quarterback is Riley Rosicki. He's 5'9", 165 pounds, only a freshman. And fullback will be Travis Tolles. He's 5'9", 130 pounds, and a sophomore. Wide receiver and safety will be Brandon Klein. He's 5'9", 165 pounds, and a senior. And, and linebacker or defensive end will be Ryan Bush. He's 6'3", 200 pounds, and a junior center and linebacker is Caleb Edmond, 5'11", 195 pounds, and a senior at uh, wide receiver and uh, at safety, as well as quarterback with the 100 plates. He is 6'3", 170 pounds, and a senior, and also playing wide receiver and quarterback, as well as corner, will be Tyler Pulaski, who is 5'5", 125 pounds, and just a freshman. Now for the Mustangs, their starting lineup looks like this. At uh, center will be Austin Jeffrey. He's a senior. At uh, end will be Micah Eggleson. He is a junior. At uh, white end will be Trace Clapton. He is a junior. Schroeder, who is a junior. At high back will be Stetson Pittmar, a senior. At left guard will be Francisco Orozco. He's a senior, also a senior on the right guard. Grant Clawson. And at the quarterback, starting the game anyway, will be uh, Zaren Schroeder. He is a uh, junior. Uh, and uh, he'll play as well as Jason Ryan. We'll probably see him at quarterback some as well. Again, your starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Carney. Thank you, Bush Kennedy, as well as Scott Carlin. We're with you from summer. Glad you can join us in coverage of high school football as the eight-man teams across the state. They have the uh, spotlight shine down there tonight because most of the eight-man teams playing tonight. Most of the 11-man teams tomorrow. But by Saturday, we'll have a full idea who made it into the state playoffs and uh, exactly where they're going to play. And all that information is coming up all around the corner. Hey, it's an exciting time of year for high school sports, high school football here. We got state cross country tomorrow afternoon, stuff like that here at Carney Country Club. An exciting time to be a high school athlete or a fan of high school sports, and you kind of get to enjoy sports in its most pure form. Yeah, and again, this feels like football. It's a little wet out there as it's raining and have a little bit of uh, mist throughout the course of the day, but the field rules in pretty good shape here in summer. We'll be wrapping up the New Texas pregame show when we come back right after this. Zimatic Center Pivots provide farmers worldwide with the best quality, highest performance irrigation systems. Year after year, these systems have proven themselves in varying types of terrain, cropping situations, and irrigation requirements. This is because of dedication to service and unique design. Zimatic and Pleasanton Irrigation offer you big savings choices when you purchase your new system. Order soon and take advantage of both low interest rates and rebates. Pleasanton Irrigation, your Zimatic dealer. As a proud supporter of the athletes and academics, Scott of Slyker Heating and Air Conditioning would like to extend a great thank you to everyone. When you need a new unit or service on your furnace, air conditioner, or heat pump, trust Slyker Heating and Air. Scott takes great pride in his community and all the athletes in and out of the game. From the smallest job to the biggest, Slyker does it personally so you know you can trust that it's done right. Slyker Heating and Air, serving Cumro and surrounding area. Pleasanton Meat Processing is your custom beef and pork processors. They can handle it all. USDA steaks are available. They can smoke your orders. And they have barbecue beef and pork. So next time you're looking for a processor, look no further than Pleasanton Meat. They can get your processing done in great time and all the cuts you want made to order the way you like it. Pleasanton Meat Processing, 
says tear him up, Bulldog. And welcome back here. You've been listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your year leader. Contact Terry and Jason Sarko, New Tech Seed dealer, near you. We still have about three minutes before we'll have kickoff here between Pleasanton and Sumner Area Miller. And uh, Sumner Area Miller, purple and gold school colors. So they're in uh, purple pretty much head to toe here from the helmets, the jerseys, and the pants. And Pleasanton, red is their team color, but uh, mostly in white here today is they got the white helmet with the little dog with the PHS on the side of the helmet, but they have white jersey, white pants, and uh, that uh, athletic tape on virtually all the shoes here, highlighting uh, their red shoes as well. So it'd be easy to tell these two teams apart, no doubt about it. And again, a great night for football. It's uh, it's cool, it's crisp. Uh, it was a little bit wet, but it's not real damp out there. I think uh, I think the crowd's going to be in for a pretty good football team. Yeah, I, I, I do too, Randy. It seems like a nice night. The field's in great shape. We were able to walk on it just a little bit before. There was one spot where it's a little damp and stuff down there. But other than that, the ground crew here has done a tremendous job making sure everything's ready to go. And you have two rivals here getting ready to go. So I think the fans are in for a real treat tonight. Now, again, uh, Coach Streeter told us that uh, Zane Schroeder would be the starting quarterback here tonight. But the leading uh, passer on the season is Jason Line. Line 41 of 83 on the season for about 448 yards, five touchdowns. They don't throw the ball a whole lot. But I'm sure we'll see him at uh, a quarterback leading rusher this season for SEM. Is uh, Milton Shorter, who's run for almost 300 yards per ball game on 52 attempts. And uh, clock's still ticking down. We've got a little bit more time to talk about some other statistics for Pleasanton. Uh, Palasi has uh, uh, 16, 62 carries, 162 yards. So the leading rusher has been Riley Rasicki, who's uh, got 587 yards. Again, none of these numbers are really wowing you. Both teams coming in three and four. But uh, both teams have been able to uh, defeat Overton for the course of the season. That's always a feather in the cap because they've been one of the powers in the area. And those are big wins for both these two teams. Yeah, you know, anytime you play another rival there in the conference, you get a win, you're able to build on that, and that's what they did against Pleasanton. So the kickoff is going to be picked up by Rasicki, and Rasicki will bring it right up the middle. He'll bring it across the 20-yard line, and uh, they'll uh, spot him down real close to the 25, just short of the 25-yard line. That's where the first and 10 here for the Bulldogs as they get things underway in fairly good field position, their first possession of the ball game. Yeah, you know, Trace Claffin just put the foot on the ball and nothing fancy, just a little wedge return and got what he could get and then a nice tackle there in the middle of the field there. So I feel a nation here. And they'll hand it off on a little counter with it is Rasicki. Rasicki will take it off on that left side. And uh, he'll take it, follow his guard over there. He's going to be short of the 30-yard line. In fact, about the 29. So we'll call that a gain of four. Yeah, you know, he was able just to follow those line number four out there. It looks like Pates did a nice job of seeing the guy on the edge there on the, as they ran the counter. And able to pick up four yards and stuff like that. A nice, simple play to start the game. Good confidence. Giving something going downhill after you give the linebacker something to look at going the other both coaches talked about staying on schedule, not getting behind the sticks and having those uh, third and long. Here we've got second and six. As they'll bring a man in motion coming across who is going to be Klein. And they uh, will hand it off to Klein on a little jet sweep, and he's going to be out of bounds, I think just short of the first down marker. Yes, he is, as he's going to gain about five, and that's going to show up now third and very manageable. 
Yeah, you know, just that simple, kind of that one flanker formation instead of being the eye formation, they put a wide receiver out there, sent him in motion, and then still ran a little action to recipient the other way. And you can tell that SEM respected him coming the other way, and that's what allowed him to get to the edge to set up the third and one here for this situation. Pates comes over and talks with Ricky Wesley and gets his instructions, and they're going to line up uh, in a very tight formation, going out of the eye. Under center is going to be Pates, and Pates will just uh, hand it off, and boy, he might have lost the football. He didn't get a first down. It is a turnover in there, and it is picked up by the Mustangs. They're falling on the ball. I believe it's shorter. If it wasn't shorter, it was Jeff. They were both there for the both the tackle, the strip, and the fumble recovery. Yeah, you know, with that third and one, they looked like they went to that tight eye formation, and then it looked like either one really had the ball when there was any kind of contact. A nice penetration by SCM. He would have been tight or close to the first down anyway. And then it looked like Jeffrey was able to dive on it. And if not, Jeffrey was sure there for sure. So the ball now just outside the 30-yard line. As they'll call out the uh, tight formation here. Handed off a little miscommunication, but coming right up the middle for the Mustangs. Was, uh, I think that was Claflin. Oh, check that. It was Dittmer. He uh, came up and got a nice old game of about five. Yeah, you know, SEM came up with a little unbalanced line there for the Mustangs and had three guys to the side they were in behind them and just ran an ISO there with only one on the backside. So interesting to see what they're going to do here because making Pleasanton overshift maybe. And again, uh, line under center will uh, hand the ball off. And just a quick little hitter off of, well, I don't want to say off tackle if they had one out there, but just kind of off of the guard there, and Schroeder is going to gain a couple yards. Yeah, it looks like they're trying to just make Pleasanton shift over here. It gives you that one guy on the other side of the center result, eight-man rules and stuff like that. But really trying to get that power formation, make you shift, but it opens things up. And it looks like... SCM's really trying to rotate some running backs early on and seeing who's going to be able to carry the ball but make Pleasanton stay home and make tackles. And the uh, Bulldogs have a little stoppage here. The officials actually blew the whistle to work on the equipment of Riley Wasecki, and they're going to attend to him from his linebacker position on the outside. And again, very tight formation. His line is under center, and he's going to fake the handoff, rolling out to his right, throwing it, and pass is going to be completely in underneath. And catching up for a first down there is going to be Trace Claflin. Yeah, you know, SEM just ran a little bootleg off of that ISO action there, and Claflin just ran with about seven yards and turned to the out-of-bounds line. But you get the corners in that tough situation because you don't want to get beat over the top, and it makes it a high percentage throw to keep him in the chains and a good ball by line there to give him the first down here. So Claflin uh, is able to make the catch, and there'll be a game of, we'll call it six, and they're just going to hand it off to the uh, first running back coming through there, and the ball's going to be down at about the 15-yard line. So there'll be a game of three on the play, and uh, again, nice play on first down here for SEM. Yeah, you know, we just talked about staying ahead of the chains, and that's what they're doing. They ran that little beer option type look there and hand it off to the first guy through to make sure the linebackers are respecting the fullback as well as the running back and the quarterback on that. It looks for something to open up here afterwards. And now put them in the Paul Valerado of Connie's red zone, but now they might be out of it because a quick little sack, well, not really a sack because it was the running back, they handed the ball off, but nowhere to go there for Nathan Schroeder. 
Yeah, you know, they tried the same play just the other way, but this time Pleasanton was able to put it out. A blitz, it looked like Pates was able to blitz through there and stack everybody up here and made a nice play and then just walked them up and virtually no gain or a short loss even. So third and about nine here, line on the center, only one back in the backfield behind him, and that's going to be shorter. They're looking to throw, line looking, scrambling, pressured, and is going to pull down. Fighting off the block and then able to hog time and uh, making the tackle. I don't see one of the numbers, and there it is. It's Morgan Zimmer, 63, coming up there from his defensive end position and fought off the blocker and made a nice little sack, and it's going to be fourth and about 18. Yeah, you know, it looked like Ryan was trying to run a little bootleg action and having the receivers cross on a two-receiver route, maybe to try to throw it back. But Zimmer did a nice job of keeping his outside arm free and was able to come up and make a nice tackle to force him in a fourth and long here. Ryan's going to go for it. He's going to throw the ball deep. He's got some contact down there, and the pass is going to be incomplete. Incidental contact. Good no call there by the officials. They were looking to get at the goal line. Yeah, the ball into the hands there. Uh, the 82, and I don't have an 82 on my roster. Was it Claflin out there? He was just going a little go route. It looked like to maybe Claflin, and the ball might have been just under three a little bit, and he couldn't quite come back there, and that's where the contact came in. But again, big play on, by Zimmer on third down, and that's what the coaches talked about, staying ahead of the chains, and that's what ultimately was not able to, or was not successful for SEM there. So it'll be first and 10 for the Bulldogs on the turnover downs. It'll be first and 10 from the 25. They hand it off on that left side to Robbie Wasicki. And Wasicki, more line surge than anything. He did turn the corner there, but that was mostly because Pleasanton actually had a nice surge, and they're going to gain about three. Pleasanton that time came out of the shotgun and put Pates back there at quarterback, and it looked like maybe they thought something else was coming, and then the line just kind of came off and smacked him in the mouth a little bit. So great job by that Pleasanton line of surging forward and moving the defensive line back a couple yards. So SEM can't do anything with the turnover. This is the second possession of the game here for Pleasanton. Still no score, and they're going to hand the ball off uh, right up the middle, and no one really going to roll at all for Rosicki as Rosicki is enveloped by about three Mustangs. Including Stetson Dittmer. Yeah, Stetson Dittmer did a great job coming from his linebacker spot, but it looked like Austin Jeffrey at his defensive end spot did a nice job of stacking up the offensive lineman there, so Dittmer was free to come under and make just a nice tackle there. But a great job by the defensive lineman. It looked like Jeffrey there, again, just really playing low man wins and forcing a third and long here. Bronson Gibbons checking out of the game with a quick injury. This injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Getting you back in the game of life. Two locations. Lynn Carney handoff on that left side. And the sickie has a little room to run. In fact, he's going to gain enough for the first down. A gain of about 15, 17 yards just right up the middle. Thank you. Yeah, you know, that's kind of what Coach Streeter was talking about in his pregame. His third down's kind of been their Achilles heel. And here it was again, third down on offense there. We got the sack, third down on defense. They give up that long run again, and it gives the Bulldogs a first down. And they go to the city on that left side, and he's getting shoved after that far sideline over there. He might have forward progress of about one yard, and that is going to be it. With 6-14 to go here, quarter number one, second possession of the game here for Pleasanton. They've now got it second. And we'll call it 10 from their, their, their own 37-yard line. 
or checked out from the Sumner 37-yard line. Quick pass on the left side, and he is going to, going to fall incomplete. Nice sort of by Pace, but well covered was Travis Tolles as the ball was knocked out of his hands. As he had his hands on it, but Jason Lyon was able to knock it away. Yeah, you know, and it looks like Pleasanton, yeah, they've had a little bit more success. They picked up the tempo here a little bit, but they were staying ahead of the chains. Now that we were sort of long, they have to slow down a little bit more, and they're trying to adjust where are we going to attack a little bit. And I think that's what Coach Weston was talking about in the pregame of being in the control, being able to stay ahead of the chains, getting those third and more manageable so you don't have to. And this is what Coach Treeter was talking about. We have to get off the field. So out of the pistol formation here is going to be Pates. He throws it off on that right side. It's going to be caught in space. It is going to be Bush. And Ryan Bush will turn the corner and get it out to about the 25-yard line. And that will be a game of 12, enough for the first down. Yeah, and a nice play by Pleasanton. They ran a nice deep ball by Blowski here. And it cleared everybody out. And then Bush delayed just a little bit and ran the eight or seven, seven or eight yard out. And that's what was able to move the... Uh, Chains there because they cleared out the area, so Pates could throw a nice ball to Bush, and then he's able to turn up and get another five or six yards after the catch. Well, Pleasanton, uh, not sure what they want to do next, so they call the timeout. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take timeout to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Local people, local decisions, local ownership, Nebraska Land National Bank member, FDIC. No score for the first time. Pleasanton is in enemy territory. They'll have it now, first and 10 from the 21. We come back to Sunday right after this. Save money and breathe easier. Call Axman Heating and Air, your Lennox dealer. Now's the time to make sure your heating system is working properly and efficiently. Call and Axman can do it all, from furnaces to humidifiers, geothermal heat and infrared heat for farm buildings. They specialize in all makes and models, sale and service. Axman Heating and Air, your Lennox dealer, serving Pleasanton and the surrounding area. Craig and Karen Axman would like to wish all the area athletes best of luck. And welcome back to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. As uh, good field conditions out here, really, uh, the field is a little bit wet. Haven't seen uh, any impact with that, and the temperature about 50 degrees right now. Our field conditions brought to you by Pioneer Seed Representative Craig Regis. Pioneer knows more about field conditions with top yield and Pioneer brand needs. With Craig Regis, a Pioneer Seed dealer, science and service delivering success. And now the time out, a little illegal procedure here for Pleasanton. That is not what they had in mind. They had a couple of guys uh, in motion at the same time. And in Canada, you can get away with that. Unfortunately, we're not in Canada, or fortunately, because it's a lot nicer weather here than I believe it would be up there. Yeah, it's snow up there, yeah. yeah. You know, Pleasanton's trying to spread SE and out a little bit, and we'll see how the Mustangs can respond after Pleasanton's put together a nice little drive so far. And coming across in motion, that's going to be Pulaski, and they'll hand the ball off to him on the jet sweep. He bounces to the outside, and just basically picking an angle there, ran out of bounds, but he could have gotten pelted and got another half yard, so uh, a smart decision by the freshman. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's better to save your body a little bit more on those situations, but again, Pleasanton trying to play in space there a little bit, and that time it was running the jet sweep to Pulaski out of the shotgun there. And Masicki gets the ball handed right up the middle on second and about six here. He's going to gain a couple of yards. So it's going to be third and manageable because this is going to four down territory anyway. It's going to be third and we'll call it five. It's probably a long four and a half. Yeah, you know, this is that situation where they've talked about being ahead of the chain, staying ahead of it, and they picked up about eight or nine the first down. Quick hand off of the middle, and Masicki, with a quick hit, holy cow, nearly takes it to the house as he brings it inside the five-yard line, and uh, they're going to move the chains. That'll be a gain 
of about 12 yards wide up the middle and puts him deep in the five-hour auto of Carney Red Zone. When you're in the zone shopping for a new used vehicle, head to the top of the hill, 2nd Avenue of 42nd Street, Carney's hometown Ford store. That was a great block by Morgan Zimmer there on the defensive end. He was able to kick out, and that's where Rusticki was able to plant his foot and get north and south again. But a great block by Zimmer there to spring the run there. Just inside the five-yard line here, and out of the pistol is going to be Pates. Pates hands it off to Rusicki. He has a huge hole, takes it right up the middle for the touchdown. Uh, five points bank touchdown. The better bank in Carney. Bringing us five points bank, bringing us six points here. As uh, the first six points of the ball game belong to the Bulldogs. Great job by the offensive line, though. They were able to pick up the little Mustang blitz there. And 94 up there did a nice job at center there. That's Trey Keschel. He just did a nice job of getting man-on-man -man and opening the hole up so Rasicki had a spot to run, which is tough to do down near the goal line there. So great job by the Bulldog line. So Rasicki right up the middle gets the touchdown. Here Pates is going to be out of pistol formation. And he's going to roll to his right and try to get the angle. With the stiff arm, it is up and good. It's actually Pulowski, number 22, not number 2, who goes in for the two-point conversion. So the two by Pulowski is good, and it's 8 nothing Pleasanton with 4.50 to go here in the first quarter. The Bulldogs will kick it off. We come back right after this. This sports broadcast is made possible in part by Scott Phillips, licensed agent for over 30 years, handling multi-parallel crop insurance since its expansion to the private market in 1980. Find out about coverages available for hail, wind, fire, and transportation of grain after harvest. Crop insurance specialist with a farming background. We specialize in the crop insurance business. Crop insurance business that changes and evolves with new rules, rates, and regulations on a continuous basis. Insuring over 60,000 acres in the central Nebraska area. Whatever machining you need done, large jobs or small, see Hand Machining of Pleasanton. Hand Machining is a general machine shop serving Pleasanton and surrounding area. Get it done right. Get it done by Hand Machining of Pleasanton. Hand Machining is a proud sponsor of all the area athletes in and out of the game. Teamwork is like a good running machine. It takes a lot to work as a team and a lot of parts to run the machines. Hand Machining knows about teamwork and hard work. So trust your machines to the professionals at Hand Machining in Pleasanton. Here to Sumner as the Bulldogs get on the board first. And now the Mustangs get their hands on the ball after the kickoff here. A high kick going out of bounds. That's going to be an infraction as the ball goes out of bounds at the 10-yard line. And so that'll be a, a, a foul here on the kicking team for Pleasanton. Yeah, you know, tried the little angle kick there and just got a little bit too much off the side of his foot. And it looks like SCM is going to make him re-kick again because they like their chances on their special team stuff. So it looks like Pleasanton's definitely concerned about the Mustang special teams here as they're trying to angle kick and keep it out of the hands of the deep guys here. And that time it's going to cost them. It's going to cost them five yards in the kickoff. And we'll see if that leads to a bigger cost here on this next try here. But Bush this time just trying to drive it down the middle, I believe, maybe a little bit more. So we'll see what he does. Well, again, you, you think that uh, might actually um, have that uh, occur again. Yeah, you know, you're always concerned about it. And sometimes the, the damp field, you worry a little bit more about his foot slipping this time. So we'll see what he does here as they come out again here this time from the 25. 
So the kick, and again, it's going to be at the numbers. So picking it up on that right sideline and a little bit of space here is going to be Antonio Romer. And Romer trying to get to the wall that was set up on the right side. Uh, gave up uh, some space there and couldn't quite that, that wall collapse by the time he got there. Yeah, you know, it looked like Tolls did a nice job of kind of knifing under there and making him really slow down so the rest of the Bulldogs could get there in the gang and just kind of gang tackle him there. there. But again, he was running clear across the field, and that's what enabled Pleasanton to be able to try to get there in time as opposed to maybe just going to the short side of the field. So it'll be first and ten here for Sumner Eddie Will Miller as the Mustangs will step in under center. And they'll just hand it off to their first fullback, and he's giving up a little bit of ground, trying to find somewhere to go. And, boy, Schroeder uh, had nowhere to go. Yeah, you know, the Bulldogs just man-on-man man. that time. They were able to stand up the offensive line and get under there and penetrate back and force that second longer than when he was hit. Volmer took that extra step back and gave up maybe some of the support forward progress because he wasn't down. And then he willingly backed up there. So that's something that, again, puts SEM behind the chains a little bit here. It's about the 19-yard line, but we'll still say that it's going to be a second and 15 here. Ryan will put a man in motion. And they'll uh, hand it off to the um, first back, the back through. And just trying to find a little bit of room to run there for Schroeder. And Schroeder, just off of the guard there, gets back to the line of scrimmage and maybe pushes a guy back for a game of maybe three. Yeah, you know, uh, just kind of ran that little fake jet sweep dive action there for Schroeder. And this time, Pleasanton not really fooled on it. And just a little line surge gets about two or three yards. And again, sets up that third and one situation that Coach Streeter talked about trying to stay out of because you got to stay ahead of the chains. And this is that dangerous situation here. And I think they're going to want to try to yeah, they, they recognize that. They recognize that. That's why some of the MO is going to call a timeout. Brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. 331 to go here in quarter number one. Eight nothing Pleasanton. It'll be third and twelve for the Mustangs. We come back with Sunday right after this. Students are back to school and the local teams are ready to head back onto the field. Nebraska Land National Bank would like to show our support for area students as they begin a new year. Stop by today and ask about our student accounts. From saving accounts to absolutely free checking accounts, we have the right fit for you. Visit us online at NebraskaLandBank.com or stop by 4615 2nd Avenue. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Member FDIC. Nebraska Land National Bank. Welcome back to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. As uh, right now, Pleasanton has an 8 nothing lead over Sumner Abraham Miller. And again, you don't necessarily have to answer with points here. But it'd be nice for Sumner to be able to kind of answer with field position a little bit with this drive. So they're right now facing third and 12 from their own 21-yard line. Yeah, you know, uh, Pleasanton had a nice drive, and after you don't capitalize on the turn the first time, you'd like to see yourself get a nice first down to maybe build some confidence as much as anything. Goodmar comes across in formation, and they try a little hook and ladder. I think they're going to call that an incomplete pass, or they're going to say it was catch, caught, and then pitch back. They were trying to hook and ladder, but boy, the, the receiver did not have his hands on the ball very long, pitched it out. They're going to say it was a completion, and then when the pitch back happened, they actually ended up losing that one yard on the play. Yeah, you know, just Bush was able to come off the edge awfully quick, though, as you don't have the tackles for 11 men. They dropped the punt. They dropped the snap on the punt and have to run right up the middle. And Caleb Eckel is going to make the tackle of the punter line. He ends up uh, gaining a couple yards, but they needed at least 10 more than that. So it's going to be first and 10 on a turnover on downs here. 
for Pleasanton because of uh, mistaking the special teams here for the Mustangs. Yeah, you know, and that's what really can hurt these games and make them swing one way or another real quickly. But, again, pretty good snap there, and it looked like he just might have peaked a little bit there. But, again, did a heads-up job of just trying to go forward and not trying to spin and kick it out. As we saw Saturday, that can lead to more disaster. First and 10, Pates is going to hand it up to Rosicki right up the middle. He's going to be wrapped up, spun around, and thrown down by Micah Eggleston. As Eggleston making a, uh, it looked like he was open a doggy there. Yeah, you know, Eggleston made a nice tackle. It looked like Grant Clawson there did a nice job of shucking the block there and helping get in right at the end maybe there. But again, you don't notice it, but he picks up about three yards because of a nice little line surge. And by the time that the, or the linemen are able to get off and make the tackle there, he's got a second and seven as opposed to second and ten like it almost looks like. Rowdy Rusicki has already carried the ball ten times here in the first quarter. we got 2.47 to go in the quarter. Pates out of the shotgun formation. He's going to hand it off to the uh, tailback on that right side, Rusicki, and Rusicki's going to get pushed out of bounds at about the 15-yard line. That'll be a gain only of one. Yeah, you know, after trying up the middle a little bit, they try to get SEM to cover more space, go to the sideline there. I would be looking for Pates or Pulaski there to maybe fake it after this because they've been faking it, and they've not really been checking him on the backside. So I would look for maybe a quarterback to keep it there as they've been having some success with some of those outside runs a little bit lately. Pates will have Rosicki off on his left shoulder as he's in the pistol formation here. And he'll hand it. No, he keeps it on the quarterback keeper. And he's one block away from getting the touchdown. That's going to be awful close to the first down over there as a good open field tackle by Trace Claflin kept him out of the end zone. And it's going to be enough for the first down, though. Yeah, you know, that's just what we were talking about, running that little quarterback cover off of there. And that's just what Pates did that time. And like you said, he was one block, one block away from having a touchdown there. But he is inside, so set up the first and goal here down in the red zone. And the Paw Valley Otto of Cruny red zone will be now first and goal at the nine-yard line, just inside the 10 here. As, uh, again, they've got to go full, almost a full 10 yards for the touchdown. Yeah, you know, the ball's just inside that. You're definitely trying to get something to work for you here. And they've had some success spreading you out a little bit here, trying to make SEM cover more space. And Ricky Wesley wants to call a timeout here. He doesn't want to make a mistake here on first and goal from the nine, so he calls a timeout. With 2.06 to go here in the first quarter, it's 8 nothing Pleasanton. Bulldogs threatening again here in summer when we come back after this timeout. Brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. And welcome back here to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. They'll be first and goal here for Pleasanton after this timeout. And again, they just want to make sure that everything's uh, looking okay here. Don't want to make any mistakes. Yeah, you know, you've put together a couple nice drives. They've spread SEM out by going more shotgun and putting a couple wide receivers out right. And I think this is one of those times you say, hey, this is be a big point in the game. We have to make sure everybody's on the right page and the same page because this is that turning point in the games that if you make a mistake here maybe let SCM make a huge comeback, or comeback here they, put, they uh, snap it out of the pistol hand off to Rasicki on that left side has a little bit of room to run he's close to the goal line and just short nice gain on first down and it's going to be second and very short here 
Uh, second and goal from about the one. Yeah, you know, he just acted like he was going to go towards the middle of the line and planted his foot, made one cut back to the outside, and then had a little seam. And then a nice tackle there by Lyon and Coughlin, or Coughlin to bring him down here just short of the goal line. But again, staying ahead of the chains, as the Bulldogs have talked about. Really they split one wide out wide to the right here, just a quarterback keep. No, they're going to make the quarterback keeper hand it off to the sicky, and the sicky's actually going to lose a couple of yards. In fact, my lost about five on the play. Yeah, great job of penetration there by, it looked like uh, 25 there. Did a nice job of shucking some blocks and getting to the backfield. Dittmer. and, you know, really making Rasicki get indecisive there because he was able to penetrate through there. And that's what sets up this third and long here. So great job by Dittmer giving his team a chance here to keep fighting and stuff like that as opposed to giving up ground there. He attacked it and did a nice job. So third and five, two running backs now out there. Uh, Pulowski is going to play quarterback. He keeps it himself, trying to get the edge. Sneaks inside the attempted tackle and gets into the end zone. Nice juke there by the freshman Pulowski, and Pulowski goes in for a five-yard touchdown run. Yeah, you know, he just kind of, he took over quarterback. They put Pates off to the side, and then he followed the two pulling guards and the running back there, Roskowski, and all of a sudden, before you know it, Rasicki's able to seal the guy, and Pulaski plants his foot, and he's able to cut back under the grain and sneak just into the end zone as he fell just across the line by maybe half a yard or so. But a nice cutback, and that really, he planted that foot and uh, created his own little, uh, got the defender out of position here. Pates is at quarterback, fakes the handoff, will throw the ball in the end zone, has a man there, and Pulaski will make the catch for the two-point conversion. So two touchdowns, two Pulaski, two-point conversions, and now it is a 16-0 lead here for the visitors from Pleasanton. They lead here in Sumner, 16-0. We'll be back with a kickoff right after this. On our last episode of As the Wheel Turns, Carl was ending a long-term relationship. Carl, I've seen how you look at other vehicles. You just don't look as good as you used to. That's because you haven't taken me to the Dent Popper. A new spray-on bed liner or bed cover will get people to stare at me. A custom fit floor mats from WeatherTech will make me feel pretty on the inside. Avoid the drama with a trip to the Dent Popper, north of the railroad, 1st Avenue, on the bricks, downtown Connie. And welcome back to the Nebraska National Bank broadcast booth. It is a 16-0 lead here for the Bulldogs as they turn that uh, problem with the punt game into points. Yeah, you know, and a great job by Pulowski there, keeping his feet under his body so he had a center of gravity that was completely under him. And with wet field conditions, if you're going to run wide, it's great to be able to keep your feet under you. And that's what he was able to do to plant and get in the end zone. So a high kick. This one is uh, apparently going to stay inbounds. And just short of the goal line, they pick it up. It's dropped momentarily. And trying to get to the corner on that far side over there is going to be Claflin, and Claflin can't get to the wall. So not bad coverage at all there for the uh, Bulldogs. This special teams moment brought to you by the special people at Acera Care Hospice Caring. For the moments that matter with locations in Kearney, Grand Island, and York, serving all the Tri-Cities and beyond, call Acera Care Hospice today for your loved ones, and when, that's when you need the right care at the right time. 32 seconds to go here in quarter number one. And the uh, line will be under center. Hands it off right up the middle. And uh, the fullback popped through there. And I thought maybe it was going to be a big play. But instead, Dittmar, uh, they, they were able to 
shuck off of uh, Schroeder, and Dittmar still got a nice little block there and is going to gain about six on the play. Yeah, you know, SEM still running that nice tight overload eye formation most of the time and just kind of putting man on man there, and then Dittmar's able to squeeze through there. But a nice tackle by Eckel to come back from the backside there and wrap him up. Otherwise, it looked like he could have been off to the races there. They'll put a man in motion. And they're going to hand it off to him. That's going to be Schroeder. Schroeder on that right side gets awfully close to that first down marker. But, boy, did he get cut down as soon as he made the corner over there. I think it was Pates on the tackle. Yeah, great job by Pates, and it looked like Plowski was over there. Both of them were able to cut under their blocks and force him to cut in before he could get to the sideline. And that's what prevented him from getting the first down. And that is going to be the final play of quarter number one. They'll be third and one with the Mustangs. From the uh, about 21-yard line, we start the second quarter. They're trailing at 16 to nothing to Pleasanton. We'll be back here to Sumner right after this timeout. Discover new opportunities at the University of Nebraska at Kearney. Opportunities that lead to new connections and new passions. At UNK, you won't just go to class. You won't just meet people. You won't just get involved. Here, there's so much more. You'll get an experience that will impact who you are and what you will become. Around here, people know your name. It's up to you what it will be. At the University of Nebraska at Kearney, we are difference makers. Find out how you can make a difference at unk.edu. And welcome back to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast. We're at 16 to nothing after one quarter of play here. Pleasanton um, has controlled things because somebody Grimoire has not been able to move the chains that often. Yeah, you know, I think they have one first down, and that was the first play basically after they got the turnover. So if you're SEM, this is a big play here on third one because otherwise you're in danger of giving the ball right back to the Bulldogs, and they have the momentum going. So big play here by Pleasanton, or not by Pleasanton's defense and the SEM's offense here. We'll see which offensive line can come out and really just put their will on the other team here. Dittmar in the I formation, and they're going to run the quarterback option. Keeping it here is going to be Line. Line fought off a couple of uh, attempted tackles there and is able to sneak through there for a gain of three. That's going to move the chains. It'll be first and ten here for the Mustangs. And a great job by Line there. He was able to just kind of outrun the first would-be tackler that was kind of arm tackling a little bit. But a great job there because that was a big play for SEM. And I know it's the second quarter here, but if you give the ball back up there again, now you might be getting into that snowball effect. So SEM needs to sustain something here. I-formation handed off to the uh, first back coming through. Just a quick hitter right up the middle. And uh, just uh, getting what they can. Just running through there hard was Dittmar, and Dittmar is going to get about three and a half. Yeah, just kind of ran that little quick fullback trap where you don't even pull someone. You just angle him back after he takes a step, and you let the defense maybe over-pursue, and then he comes back to the other A-gap there a little bit. But a nice job there just hitting the fullback, trying to keep Pleasanton everybody stepping forward to that A-gap, so maybe you can hit him outside. Line under center is going to hand it off to the I-back and coming back through there, and Dittmar is not going to get back to the line of scrimmage. Great job fighting off the tackle is the nose guard, Trey Keyshaw. And Keyshaw is going to make a nice tackle, a loss of about one on the play. Yeah, you know, he was able to get his hands extended on the offensive lineman there and just able to shuck him. And then all of a sudden you're getting the defensive lineman coming downhill. And that's just a tough spot because you're not expecting the nose guard to be through there that quickly. But a great job by Keyshaw. The third and long here. Looking to pass is going to be line. Line throws it deep, and it's going to be intercepted by Pates. Pates makes the interception at the 40, brings it down to about the 32-yard line. Will be first and 10 for the Bulldogs after another third and long 
uh, doesn't work out for the Mustangs. Yeah, you know, that's exactly what Coach Streeter was talking about before the game. It looked like they tried to run the little wheel route on the on the play side after faking it to the guy in the jump motion. And it looked like Pates did a nice job of coming off his backside coverage because he saw the ball was in the air quite a bit. And then just a nice interception there. He did a really nice job of making sure he secured it as opposed to having a chance to turn it over there again. And the Bulldogs have the ball again on their on the Mustang 50 or side of the 50. Rowski playing 40. quarterback is going to hand the ball off on the left side to Rasicki, and Rasicki is going to take it from the 34-yard line down to the about 24-yard line. So that'll be a solid gain of 10 and just enough for the first down. Yeah, you know, just got a pretty simple play there. They put Pates out wide that time as opposed to being on that quarterback there. And it looks like SEM's anticipating that something's going to be going to him there. But a nice job by the Bulldog line as they just surged forward. And before you knew it, Rasicki's able to plant his foot, get north and south again, and pick up the first down. Well, the chain gang moves the chains, just like car and towing repair would do for you if you're stranded on the side of the road, no matter where you are. They'll get you home. First and 10, low snap. Pulowski loses the football. It's hit, but he's able to get back on it. It was nearly ripped away there by the uh, blitzing Stephen Dittmar. Uh, Dittmar came through there very quickly and disrupted the timing of that play. Yeah, you know, just the snap was just slightly low, but it looked like Pulowski was trying to get going a little, a little too early, but did a nice job of just recovering the ball instead of trying to do anything too fancy with it. Got on top of it, because otherwise that could have been disastrous with a couple of Mustangs coming through there, whether it be a scoop and score or you get another turnover, which is exactly what SEM needs here to kind of turn their tides back in their favor here. Well, it'll be a loss of about seven on the play, so this is going to be second and 17, and Pleasanton is spending a lot of time in the huddle, and I think... Uh, now they're going to split up there, but Ricky Westland is going to ask for his third and final timeout. And the officials are kind enough to oblige. So this timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. 9.38 to go here before halftime. 16-0 Pleasanton. They'll have it second and about 17 from the 30. We come back right after this. The Aurora Cooperative Grain Team is excited to do all we can to help you have a great fall harvest. Whether it's opening earlier, closing later, offering great prices, harvest policies, or other marketing needs, we want to help you achieve your marketing goals. Be sure to call and visit with anyone on the Aurora Cooperative Grain Team about marketing options for your crop. From all of us at the Aurora Cooperative, we wish you a very safe and successful harvest. The Aurora Cooperative, growing opportunities. Welcome back to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. 16 nothing Pleasanton here. Let's update you on a few other scores on our sister station, Classic Hits 98-9. Sixth-ranked Burwell and fifth-ranked Amherst. Well, uh, Amherst has just scored, so Amherst now has a 14-7 lead in the first quarter. Again, that's on our sister station, Classic Hits 98-9. That'll be the District 8 championship game is what that'll end up being. Second and 17 here. Man in motion coming across. Pulowski running the uh, quarterback option. There's a flag down, and he's going to be thrown down for a loss of about five on the play as he was wrapped up there and uh, thrown back in haste there by uh, Zarin Schroeder. Yeah, you know, he was able to just beat the block there on the outside there and make a nice tackle and give them the option of declining the penalty on the, I, I would on the backside. And you're in that third down situation. But you've been able to be ahead of the chains here defensively this time, so I would as well, Randy. Here's, we'll see what the Mustangs choose to do here, though. 
They're going to call it chop block, so that's 15-yard yes. penalty. I, I thought it was a hold. Yep. It's a chop block, so that's 15 yards. So that one I think I would take. Yep, and that's what the Mustangs will do and force basically a second and 30 almost. Yeah, here, back which... them up to the 35. So they're on the other side of midfield. They're on the other side of the 40. So they're down to the 35, and they got to get down to about the 14-yard line. So that's 26. This is about 31, 32 uh, yards they've got to get here. So second and we'll call it 31. Yeah, they're going to go with a tight formation here. As alignment all moving around, getting all organized. High formation. Pulowski looking to throw, trying to set the screen. Is able to get it out here on the left side here to Tolles. Tolles picks up a couple of blocks, makes one man miss, and is able to bring it out to about the 25-yard line. Yeah, you know, just gain of about 21. Just a nice job. They made everybody look like they're coming in tight, and then they fake the ISO there, and Plowski just dumps it over top of the linemen that are blitzing, thinking they made the great play to get through the line. And then it sets up now here. you got about a third and 11, third and 12. But again, a big play gives you a chance at it there, where if you would have just ran a nice ISO or something like that, you're probably looking at it having to punt here, but now you're probably in two-down situation here for the Bulldogs. It is going to be third and uh, a, sh a long 11 or a short 12 here as the ball back about the 25-yard line. Pate's back at quarterback. Rosicki just to his right. He'll hand it off to Rosicki. Rosicki going right up the middle, and at his legs pulling him down is going to be Rhett Heckenlively. Heckenlively making the uh, play from his uh, defensive line position there. It'll be a gain of only about two. Yeah, you know, Heckenlively did a heck of a job there of getting under the offensive lineman, extending his arms, then when Rasicki was able to come by, he's able to bring him down from the, almost the side or the backside there. But it's because he was able to extend his arms to bring up this fourth down here where Mustangs desperately need to get a stop and get him, get him off the field. Here. It is 16 to nothing, Bulldogs. Pleasanton has the ball now. No backs in the backfield. In the shotgun is going to be Pates. Pates looking to throw here on fourth and nine. Throws it over the middle, and it is... Incomplete, nearly caught just off the fingertips of Riley Rosicki. Rosicki was in the slot, just kind of ran a little post pattern, and it just falls incomplete at the goal line. Yeah, you know, in Pleasanton didn't do anything real fancy there. They had the two receiver side just kind of stack up and both made it look like they were trying to run a little combo route, but that was just to decoy the defense and get them to shift over there. And Rosicki was there and a pretty good ball by Pates, but just off his fingertips here. But that's exactly what the Mustangs needed to be able to get the ball back, only down two scores as opposed to having to be in danger of being down three or worse here. They're so, really going to spread the field out here as they uh, split the ends out. Only one back in the back row. That's going to be the quarterback. And now man in motion coming across. They're going to hand it off here to Schroeder. And Schroeder's going to lose yards. Great individual effort there by Caleb Eckle defensively. Yeah, you know, Eckle did a heck of a job. Didn't even wait for the block to get there. Just cut under him and said, man on man, if you're going to try to beat me, you better have a heck of a move. And Eckle did a great job there bringing him down there with a nice big hit for about a three-yard loss there. So great job by Eckle. So Schroeder lost about four. Seven and a half to go here before halftime. 16 to nothing. Pleasanton with the lead. Some other scores for you. Uh, Fourth-ranked East Butler. At uh, number nine, Nebraska City Lords. And East Butler right now has an 8-0 lead. That'll be for the District 1 championship. Quick hitter underneath. Vollmer breaks one tackle, bounces through there, and is going to end up gaining about six on the play. Where that was originally designed wasn't going to work, but he was able to kind of 
find a little seam there and gain about six. Yeah, you know, like almost with that wing or slot back counter reverse type action where they're sending everybody to the left side of the field, the wide side of the field, and hand it off, and then he bounces out and picks up about four or five more yards than he would have if he tried to go exactly where it was designed, but a nice read. So it can be third and six here. And dropping back to throw is going to be Line. Line looking to set up a screen, and he's going to be face masked and brought down at about the 19-yard line. He reached out there to try to make the tackle and shaking his head. He didn't mean to do it, but Morgan Zimmer is going to be called for the 15-yard penalty. And uh, that uh, it, it didn't mean to. Just kind of reaching out there and just he ducked and, and yeah, was, face mask met fingers. That's yeah, all that happened there. Yeah, no, no, nothing malicious about it, but it was the penalty there. But again, good coverage on the backside there as SEM looked to run a little crossing pattern there. But Pleasanton doing a nice job of staying home. But again, face mask, nothing malicious. Just kind of reached out there, line ducked as he was going, trying to make the arm go over. And what do you know? The hand hits the face mask. Yeah, and, before and it moved you know his it. head. So the 15 yep. yards is the right call, even yep. though it was not malicious. Under center is going to be line. That uh, penalty of 15 yards creates a first down here. Ryan hands it off, and boy, great surge and nowhere to go, really, for Dittmar. Yeah, you know, number 94 there, Keschel, again, just did a nice job. This time, just making a shoestring tackle. Looked like there was a little gap there, but he's able to shuck the block again and just makes a diving stop there again for no gain, basically. But a nice job by the defensive line of the Bulldogs there as they're able to force this second long here. They have it at the uh, 33, and they need to cross the 40 and get a first down at about the 37. So this is going to be a full 10 yards here. And they don't have any backs in the backfield helping out line. Man in motion. They're going to have line get a lead block. Takes it off on that right side, and he's going to be brought down just short of the 40-yard line. In fact, they're going to say he's out of bounds at about the 39. So that'll be a gain of six. Yeah, just a nice job. They put a guy in motion to become a lead blocker where they had some twins. Trying to put Pleasanton in some space defensively here and doing a nice job of maybe not saying, hey, we're not having the most success up the middle all the time, but if we can spread you out, we got some angles we can attack here. And that's exactly what they did, letting Line get out there and had a nice game here to set up a third and manageable. Two wings on either side for line who's in the shotgun they bring a man in motion they're going to hand it off to him that's Dittmar Dittmar trying to get the edge over there and I did he was able to slip in that nice little put that foot in the grass cut back to the inside right across the 40 yard line That'll be a gain of about uh, six and enough for a first down. Yeah, great job by Schroeder and Claflin. They're able to seal the seal a little gap there for Dittmer to just slip through and pick up the first down by a yard or so. Right now in Selma Myrna, 8 nothing. They have the lead over Grady, and we'll deliver the scores for you here on Platte River Radio. Ashley Furniture Home Store delivers your dream furniture right to your door. First and 10 from the 36, and they'll put a man in motion again. And again, same play. The quarterback's going to keep it. Line. Trying to follow that lead block on the right side of Dittmar. And again, that collapsed in underneath. And they're going to gain about one, maybe one and a half. Yeah, you know, they're just trying to run basically a quarterback sweep here out of the shotgun here, essentially. But a nice job by Bush, it looked like, there, just extending his arms and able to, you know, make it so it was tough to block. And then Dip Line's trying to make a read there, but he's in space. And then it lets the troops rally for the defense. Yeah, cut it back to the inside. And there was a lot of Bulldogs there. Under center is Line. And, boy, there's Line surge there. They smash him back. And Morgan Zimmer's going to lead the uh, tackle 
as they hand the ball off to uh, Dittmar, and he's got nowhere to go. There was about four Bulldogs in that backfield. Yeah, you know, and it was initially, after, they looked like they got off to the better surge off the snap because it looked like Lyon had even trouble almost handing the ball off there because there was so much penetration there. So almost lucky there was no turnover there, but great defensive line penetration there by Zimmer and Cashel and those guys again for the Bulldogs. And we're going to have a timeout taken here by Sumner Abel Miller. 4.26 to go here in the second quarter. It is 16 to nothing. Pleasanton with the lead. Sumner and Miller will have third and 11 from the 37 after this timeout. Brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. At Care Hospice, we care for your family like you are a part of ours. Through compassionate hospice services, we help to alleviate fears and concerns so that you and your loved ones can focus on the joy of everyday moments. We celebrate the memories and special occasions of a life well-lived and provide support and assistance so you feel comforted throughout the hospice journey. For more information about our services, visit us online at acericare.com. Care Hospice, caring for moments that matter. And welcome back to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth here. Beautiful and friendly, Sumner. Yes. As uh, Sumner Abel Miller playing host to Pleasanton. And right now, 16 to nothing. The Bulldogs have the lead, but this is the best drive of the game here for the Mustangs. Yeah, you know, they've kind of spread them out here a little bit more this drive. And a big third down play here because if you can cut this lead to six or eight eight or ten here before half you get the ball after half here so a huge drive here and a big third down for the mustangs it is third long though it is going to be third and we'll call it about 12 line we'll put a man in motion and drop him back to pass his line he rolls out to his right makes what man miss runs for his life and is going to gain about seven on the play it's going to be fourth and manageable here as there'll be a gain of seven on the scramble as the pocket collapsed and a good read there by line. Yeah, you know, uh, this time Pleasanton's adjustment, when they put the man in motion, they tried to blitz on the backside away from the motion, and a nice job by Schroeder of coming back and picking that up. But line did a wise job and just picked up what he could to set up that fourth and four or five here manageable distance so you have that opportunity here, and we'll see what the Mustangs can do here. Yeah, they're going to go for it, which is usually what happens in this situation in eight-man action. Under center is going to be line, and he's going to roll out to his right. Pressure coming, throws it in underneath, going to be caught, and the immediate tackle of Claflin after he made the catch, and I don't think he got it. He got the catch at the line of scrimmage, and a great individual tackle there by the Bulldogs. Yeah, you know, Claflin kind of delayed and just ran a little arrow route off to the sideline and comes back to the ball basically at the line of scrimmage, and then just a great tackle there. Otherwise, he's turning the corner and having a big gain there. But a one-on-one situation, I think the Mustangs felt that Claflin could make the play. But a nice tackle by there, I believe it was Rasaki or Rasicki there. Yeah. And it was basically at the end he was hanging on and was able to twist him down. But a huge play for the Bulldog defense. So Rasicki will play running back here as they'll hand the football off to him. He's got some space. He brings it across the 40. At the 30 now as he makes one man miss. Only one man left. At the 10, they hit him. And he lunges to the goal line just a little bit short as he takes it all the way down to the one-yard line. Again on the play. Uh, that'll be 49 yards on the play. Yeah, you know, just a great job by the Bulldog offensive line, just kind of creating that little seam, and then Rasicki was off to the races there, and Claflin took a nice angle and was able to hit him, and Rasicki was able to see him and lunge forward and got down just inside the one or the two year two there, but a huge gain for the Bulldogs there to set up another first and goal. They're in the Platte Valley of Carney Red Zone as they'll 
fake the handoff. Horowski will play quarterback, and he'll cut back to the inside and go in for a five-points bank touchdown. Tyler Pulowski, another touchdown run, this one from one yard out. Yeah, just kind of faked it this time to Rosiski there, and he's able to be the decoy where you don't actually have to block the guys and have the couple of Mustangs chasing him, and then Pulowski again keeps his feet under him, plants his foot, makes the one plant, and gets north and south again out wide there to get another touchdown for the Bulldogs. Well, they got two two-point conversions. One was a run by Pulowski. The other one was a pass by Pates to Pulowski. Pulowski will play quarterback here. And he's looking to throw. He'll throw it in the end zone, and it's going to be deflected and incomplete. So the try for two is no good. Our score remains 22 to nothing. Pleasanton with the lead here in Sumner against the SEM Mustangs. But plenty of time for Sumner Abel Miller to answer back with 3.54 to go. They'll get their hands back in the ball here in the second quarter. We come back after this. To some, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Others say it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. But everyone can agree that the uniforms and equipment you play in make a big difference in how you play and how you win. That's why TM Sporting Goods gives you that winning edge with top name brands and personal service from seasoned pros like Steve Veridol and Tino Martinez. TM Sporting Goods, on the bricks, 2217 Central, downtown Kearney. TM Sporting Goods, a division of protein design. And welcome back to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. Here we are midway through the uh, second quarter. In fact, two-thirds of the way through the second quarter. And so Sumner's going to have to find some way to answer back here. They're down 22 nothing. Yeah, you know, and they just put together their best offensive drive and then kind of sputtered out right at the end. But they had a manageable situation here. So we'll see if they can put together a nice offensive drive to end the half. Because if they're able to get points on the board, they get the ball to start the second half, I believe, which means you have a chance to cut into the lead again very quickly if you're able to do a couple things right here before halftime here. And SEM does have a couple of timeouts left if that becomes a factor. So Pleasanton will kick it off. A high kick here by Ryan Bush. And it's going to be picked up at about the four-yard line. Yeah. Trying to get that out to that left side is Vollmer. And Vollmer will uh, bring it out across about the 22-yard line. Yeah, you know, nice job by Bush. A great coverage kick for those guys coming down. And SEM again trying to go the long ways of the field. Maybe that's what Pleasanton has seen scouting them because they're kicking them to their sideline a little bit more. And SEM trying to set the return up there. But again, great coverage and a nice high kick by Bush there, setting that up so you can get down there and they don't have time to set that wall up as much. So line at quarterback will be under center, and he's going to pitch the ball out to this left side and really no room to run at all there for Dittmar. As he is knifed under there by Caleb Eckel. Yeah, great job by Eckel. He's able to beat his man one-on-one on the block and just come across there and knife him under. Looked like there was some running room, but Eckel closed it very quickly on the toss play. But a nice play by Eckel because Dittmar definitely looked like he was able to going to be able to turn the corner initially. And Brent, who you talked about this, was staying on schedule, not getting behind the chains. Well, after losing yards on first down, they're behind the chains. It's going to be second and 13. Line is going to be in the uh, shotgun formation. He's got a couple of guys in the slot. One of them comes across in motion. They fake the hand out to him. Line throws it on that left side. And a diving catch is made on that far side there by Micah Eggleston. But uh, it's going to be a gain. It's going to be a gain on the play, but it's only going to be a gain of about three and a half, maybe four. 
Yeah, you know, it looks like just kind of a receiver route. Pleasanton was able to get some pressure off the last time they sent the guy in motion. So this time they've kept a couple other guys in protection. And line wanting to make sure they got a chance to get back and more reasonable, delivered the ball after just one second or two seconds of reading it. So third and nine here. Clock moving. Two and a half to go before halftime. Line takes the snap on third and long. Steps up, throws it. One man pattern. That's going to be incomplete. Up high to try to make the catch was Eggleston. And Eggleston was hit while he was in the air by Travis Tolles, and Tolles nearly tore him in half. Clean hit. Yeah, just one of those things. He went up for the ball, and Tolles went low, and all of a sudden it was after he made contact with it, so perfectly legal, but a big hit to separate the receiver from the ball here and force another three and out. A lot of pressure coming up the middle, but they get the punt off, and it's going to go out of bounds on that left side, but that's still going to be nice work there by Lyon, just getting that punt off. as uh, That was near the block. Yeah, you know, line pressure came immediately right at the middle. Great job, a nice quick kick and angling it so there's no return here. So nice job by line here. And again, they tolls with the big hit separates the ball here to give Pleasanton the ball. Otherwise, SEM has the ball here, but a nice play defensively. And SEM needs to get a nice stop here before halftime here. Yeah, Pleasanton is out of timeouts. They've had to use it to discuss things throughout the course of the game. But again, in high school football, they stop the clock to move the chains. So it's uh, 2.22 to go here before halftime. First and 10 from the 32-yard line. Handoff coming across in motion is going to be Pulowski, and Pulowski is going to be brought under. Nice play in the open field there by Rhett Heckenwidely to make the tackle. That's going to be a gain of about six. Yeah, you know, Pleasanton spread him out this time, kind of usually SEM's had a little success with. This time handing off to Pulaski, and again, he keeps his feet under, makes the one tackle, and picks up five or six yards. So, again, they're ahead of the chains. They're staying on schedule. That's what you got to do in these situations. Short of midfield, ball's at the 38-yard line. Pates only back in the backfield. He takes it out of the shotgun. He's looking to throw, and it's going to be intercepted. Right up the middle, in some space here is Nathan Shorter. Shorter will go on that left side, and a nice uh, tackle by Pulaski coming back from the left wing. There is a flag down on the return, and we'll see whether or not this is a block in the back or a hold here against the home team. Yeah, it looks like the defensive lineman that was able to put some pressure on came back and couldn't quite get his head across the side. So it looks like block in the back is what they're going to signal here, it looks like. Yeah, there. it's a block in the back. As they give the indication, the, both teams, both sides here. And that block in the back is going to negate uh, uh, 10 yards of return and back him up another 10 yards. Yeah, you know, wasn't a big hit or anything, but just, again, didn't get his head across. And the right call by the official again one more time there. But just one of those situations here, that's exactly what the Mustangs needed, though. They're able to get the ball back and have a chance to do something here. As Schroeder with a nice interception there and just doing a nice job of dropping in his zone there. They would have had the ball about the 25-yard line. Instead, they're on the other side of the 40 at about the 36. Under center is going to be line, one back in the backfield. They pitch it, they run a little wing back, reverse. Ball's loose, picked up by Lyon, who's going to throw it, and there's nobody back there, and they're going to call intentional grounding because he was still, again, not tackle box because they don't have a tackle. But uh, there wasn't anybody near where that ball was thrown, and that's going to be called intentional grounding. Yeah, you know, Lyon looked like he picked it up, and I thought maybe the guy that initially was going to hand it off was supposed to run like a wheel route there, but because he was hit right away, there was no one there, and they do have the intentional grounding call. But gonna gonna wave it off. He, was, he was out of the tackle box area. Yep. And again, I don't know what phrase to use to make that uh, accurate in eight-man football. 
So the guard box just doesn't sound right. Yeah. In but any event, they, they pick up the flag, they wave it off. The officials talk about it, and whenever that happens, I'm never upset with the call. No, and I think part of the reason they're explaining the, the situation to the pleasant coaches, I think the intended receiver was basically undercut because he thought he was running the ball initially, and then he don't have enough time to get up, but he was trying to the, get down there. And look for the target. And so. so that's one of those situations. I think that's a nice job by the officials. I do, too. Getting I think together that's call. And making the right call in a situation here like that. And Pleasanton coaches seem to agree because they're understanding yeah. on the sideline. So the second and 10, clock stop with a minute 31 to go here. Again, the Mustangs do have a couple of timeouts left. Ryan looking to throw. Looked like he was trying to set up the option. He's going to throw the ball deep, and he's got a man out there, but well covered by Pates. And a nice job by the quarterback, Ryan, who just threw the ball over everybody's head as he was getting it in the general direction to Trace Claflin. But Claflin was covered stride for stride there by Pate. Yeah, you know, Pates came over from a safety spot and did a nice job and just taking the deeper out. But it looked like they were trying to run that quarterback sweep and maybe see if Pleasanton would start coming up because they've been coming up a little more. But they stayed at home. And so Lyon did the nice job making sure there was no turnover. Hang on to the ball. Give yourself another chance to get something going here before half. So third and 10, minute 24 to go here. You might see just a run here just to run some clock as they hand it right up the middle. And trying to find some room there is Dittmar. Dittmar does bring it across the 40-yard line. So he's going to end up gaining about uh, five on the play. But that will get that clock moving here. And a great job by Dittmar just keeping his legs moving because he was hit near the line of scrimmage, maybe gaining one or get two yards, but he keeps his legs driving, gets over the midfield stripe here, and again gives you that decision time. And I think SEM might let the clock run out, take as much as they can, call a timeout because you're in that do you go for it situation uh, here, I don't think you do. or do you punt it? But I think you let the clock run down either way because you're in that danger. You don't want to let Pleasanton take the ball. Away. I think the reason they ran the ball was to milk the clock yep. as much as they possibly could, and that isn't an offensive yep. strategy. That's a defensive one. So they're uh, waiting for the last few seconds of that 25-second clock, and then the timeout being taken here by the Mustangs. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take timeout to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Local people, local decisions, local ownership, Nebraska Land National Bank, member FDIC. We'll just keep it right here because we're only 32 seconds away from uh, halftime. And again, Pleasanton does not have any timeouts left. So I'm sure you're going to see the pun here by the Mustangs. Try to pin them back and hopefully get the Bulldogs to just kneel on the football. Yeah, you know, and that, that a lot of that comes back to line, who's their punter, and as well as quarterback. So you might see him just take a little deeper shotgun. You might see him under punt here. But again, they were able to get it back, and the line did a nice job of giving them this option so they could do it, and it does look like he's dropping back for the punt, as you said, with 32 seconds left. So, again, a big play here because Pleasanton, I'm sure, is going to be coming after it here, but they will put two of their more dangerous guys back deep, it looks like with Pates and uh, uh, Pulowski back there. So we'll see what they do here because you don't want to give something big up right before half. In fact, um, yeah, they're they're, they're they're Actually, they're going to do, do punt safe. They're, they're doing punt safe here. Now Pates is starting to drop back a little bit. Now he comes up. High snap. Line's able to put his foot into it, and there's nobody back there to return it as it actually will go out of bounds at about the 15-yard line. Yeah, so know. 27 seconds left. Ball will be spotted around the 15. We'll see exactly where they say it went out of bounds. Looks like they're going to walk up to maybe the 20-yard line. But, again, just nice angle kick. Make sure there's no return. As if you're SEM, you want to prevent anything big happening before half that would really hurt you and dampen your spirits here before half. So a nice call by Coach Streeter here to make sure that you're in position to keep fighting in the second half and that you don't get the nail put you 
put in the coffin before halftime. You, you, you can't win it in the first half, but you can lose it. Yep. You know, really. so don't uh, don't put yourself in in more dire straits here. So first and ten from the twenty. Pates is going to throw it off on that right side as they try to set the screen and down the sideline is going to be the receiver. I think it's Pawlowski. Yeah, it is Pawlowski, who's going to end up gaining about 12 on the play and gets out of bounds. Yeah, you know, Pates just did, caught the ball, threw it over to the sideline, and before you know it, you got a couple linemen that were able to get out in front along with the other wing there, essentially, and you have a screen set up. And Pawlowski stayed within about a yard of the sideline the whole time, so if he had to, if he got in trouble, he could just step out of bounds, and that's exactly what he did. Only back in the back row is the quarterback. Pates looking to throw. He'll get it off to his left side to uh, Richowski. And Richowski will bring it across the 40-yard line and will pull down at about the 36. So, boy, that's going to be awfully close to a first down. Yeah, he's going to gain about 11 on the play. Yeah, you know, and Pleasanton able to pick their tempo up again. But, again, just a nice, simple play. High percentage that if it's dropped, the clock stopped, there's nothing going. But, again, they're over midfield, so you have a chance to maybe get one into the end zone here on the last play. Pate's rolling out. A little bit of pressure coming out. Rolls back to the left side, and he's going to get wrapped down and thrown down. Great job there by Francisco Orozco on the final play of the first half. So no Hail Mary here. And that sack will end half number one. A little bit of momentum for the Mustangs who need a shot in the arm as they trail head into the locker room 22-0. Yeah, great job by Francisco up there as he's able to shuck a couple blocks there. And stay active. Stay after the quarterback because... Pates was trying to buy time to get his receivers down to the end zone so we could have a chance to throw it up to one of them. But a great job by there, and that boosted the excitement. You could hear the Mustang fans as they got excited, and that's exactly what the team needed right before half was that shot in the arm, and Francisco was able to provide it for the Mustangs. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Here from Sumner, Eddie Bill Miller. Our score, 22 to nothing, Pleasanton with the lead over the Mustangs. We'll be back right after this. Buzz's Marine is bringing Christmas to your family early. At Buzz's Marine, we have been creating family memories since 1956. This year, our elves have outdone themselves and have our certified used boats detailed and inside. Don't wait. Get to Buzz's Marine today before our 36th annual used boat show, January 9th through the 16th, and get the perfect boat that is right for your family. Financing is available on everything from pontoons, deck boats, sport boats, and fishing boats. View our used inventory online at buzzesmarine.com or stop by to browse through our 60,000 square feet of indoor showrooms. Buzz's Marine, South Central Avenue, Kearney. You don't have to be a farmer to reap the benefits of being a Buffalo County Farm Bureau member. We work for farm families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. We are your neighbors. Through our work in supporting and promoting agriculture, education, health, and technology, we bring people together to better our community. We share in the values Nebraskans stand for, hard work, passion for the land, and a character rooted in faith and family. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. With over 60 years of experience, Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating is the company to trust with all your heating needs. Winter will be here soon. Is your heating system ready? Don't be caught without your system working properly when you need it the most. Kelly and the crew will check out everything on your furnace or heat pump to make sure it's ready for all those cold days. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating in Kearney at 308-236-6437 or in Holdridge at 995-4481 or on the web at andersonbros.com. 
And welcome back to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure. Serving Buffalo County for business or residential service, Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in your local yellow pages. Let's give you the uh, scoring summary that we have for you so far here in the uh, ball game. And uh, it began the second possession of the game here for Pleasanton. They were able to march down the field. And uh, Riley Wojcicki was able to go in from a five-yard run. Lowski was able to add the two-point conversion. That made it eight to nothing in quarter number one. And then late in the first quarter, uh, it was uh, Pulowski this time with a five-yard run. Pates then hit Pulowski with a two-point conversion. That made it 16 to nothing late in the first quarter. And then with three minutes and 54 seconds left before halftime, Pleasanton strikes again. It was Pulowski this time, a one-yard run. But it was Richeski who had the long 49-yard rush just short of the goal line. Pulowski finished it the rest of the way. The try for two was no good, and it's 22 to nothing here at halftime. And a, a couple of nice drives for Sumner Eddie Vermeer, but uh, they, they fell behind. They had third and long, wasn't able to uh, make the, uh, the, the, the conversions, and they're still looking for the first points of the ballgame. Yeah, you know, they've put together some nice drives. They forced a turnover early on, had good situations. And then they get that one play, either first or second down, when they lose three or four yards. And that's exactly what Coach Streeter said you couldn't have happened because then that sets you up in that third and long. And when they've been able to stay ahead of schedule, stay on schedule, they've had a lot of success. When they get to that second and seven, or second and seven, third and four, they've picked those up. But when they've had the second and 15 or the third and 11, stuff like that, they haven't had success, and that's exactly what Coach Streeter said has kind of been their Achilles all, all season here for them. But on the other hand, Pleasanton hasn't been put in those situations when they've had their success. They've stayed ahead of the drives. They've been in a second and five, third and two, situations like that. And that's a credit to the offensive and defensive line for Pleasanton there as they're winning the battle in the trenches right now, which has allowed Rosiski to be able to run the ball for quite a bit of yards and Pulaski to find the end zone a couple different ways, whether it be through the ground after Rosiski sets him up or Pate's carrying him down there and stuff like that. So nice job by the line for the Pleasanton boys. And I, I apologize for mispronouncing Rosiski's name yeah. uh, most of the first yeah. half, but uh, that, that run that he had, a huge hole right up the middle and did a great job kind of find, just tracking right where you wanted him to be. And uh, he finishes with uh, about 120 yards rushing here in the first half. And again, 49 of those were on that play. And we'll check those numbers for you here in just a few moments. Uh, let's go. We went through the scoring summary here. Let's take a look at scores from around the state. There is some 11-man action, including the top-ranked team in Class A. That's Millard West at home. They've got a 31 to 6 lead over Lincoln Southeast. That game is in the second quarter. Also in the second, uh, fourth-ranked Millard North with a 10 to 9 lead over Papillion La Vista. That game is in the second quarter as well. No action in Class B tonight. In Class C1, eighth-ranked Bishop Newman has a lead at David City, 20 to 3 at uh, last report in the first quarter. Uh, Top-ranked Norfolk Catholic with a 28 to nothing lead over Boone Central Newman Grove. That is at halftime. Central City is leading in Minden, 21 to 7. That game is in the second quarter, and if Central City wins that, they would uh, outright win the uh, district championship in uh, district number six. Also at halftime, O'Neill with a 28-0 lead over Kozad at intermission. In the second quarter, ninth-ranked West Holt is trailing at Crofton 
by a score of uh, 12 to nothing. That game is in the first quarter. And at halftime, Ravenna and Centura are tied at six apiece. In Class D1 on our sister station, Classic Hits 98.9 FM, it's fifth-ranked Amherst with a 21-7 lead at sixth-ranked Burwell. That's for the District 8 championship. And again, on our sister station, Classic Hits 98.9. The District 1 championship game, fourth-ranked East Butler is leading at ninth-ranked Lords Central Catholic 30-6. to in the uh, second quarter. And uh, Bruning Davenport Shickley, uh, rated number two in the state. They have a 35 nothing lead at Pawnee City, and that was in the first quarter at last report. So it looks like a running clock in the future there. In uh, eight-man action, uh, in, uh, excuse me, in Class D2, uh, Pleasanton right here with a 22 nothing lead over Sumner, Eddieville Miller at intermission. In the fourth quarter, uh, 58-6. to Parkview Christian is trailing top-ranked Fall City Sacred Heart in Fall City. Again, that's 58-6. to Elsewhere, Wallace leads at Madison Valley 7-6 in the second quarter. Eighth-ranked Anselmo Myrna with an 8-0 lead over Brady in Brady in the first quarter was our last report. Uh, why not with a 32-6 lead over Lions Decatur Northeast? That game is in the uh, second quarter. And uh, fifth-ranked Giltner taking on ninth-ranked Lawrence Nelson. And right now, Lawrence Nelson, the Raiders, have a 20-6 lead over the Hornets. That game in the first quarter at uh, last report. And uh, elsewhere, it's uh, uh, CWC with uh, a uh, rated number two in the state. They have a 50-6 win. That is a final over Wausau. And in six-man action, Riverside with the uh, forfeit win over Santee, one to nothing. That's the final. That's the lowest scoring six man game you will ever possibly see. Here we've got a 22 nothing lead for Pleasanton over Sumner Eddieville Miller. We're going to take a uh, quick break and uh, just a reminder for you that we'll provide for you all the scores here on Platte River Radio. And Ashley Furniture Home Store delivers dream furniture right to your door. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll take a look at the numbers, the halftime statistics for Pleasanton and Sumner Eddieville Miller. We come back here to Sumner right after this timeout. Athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game. From swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club, whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back, see Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that, girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair, because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing, certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in, Carney Towing and Repair. The game is more fun to watch with Fanatics. Fanatics Sports Bar in Kearney, that is, and now there's even more Fanatics to love. The new edition nearly doubles the room inside, and the bullpen combines the great outdoors with great seats to the game. Follow the Oscars and your other favorite teams on over 30 high-depth TVs, including two huge HD projection screens. Treat yourself to a wide variety of appetizers, sandwiches, pizza, wings, burgers, and even a kid's menu that will make you stand up and cheer. Football is more fun with Fanatics. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue in Kearney. 
Today's farm tractor is a workhorse for farmers and ranchers. That is why Stryker Tractor Service of Eddyville is in such demand. With over 40 years of experience, they repair and offer free troubleshooting advice on all tractors. Stryker Tractor Service sells used tractors and stocks a variety of starters, alternators, and clutches. To keep your workhorse going strong, call Stryker Tractor Service in Eddyville. Is a proud sponsor of this broadcast. Good luck from everyone at Stryker Tractor Service. Welcome back to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Again, a six, excuse me, a 22 to nothing lead here for Pleasanton over Sumner Avery Miller. Let's uh, look at some of the numbers. We'll begin, first of all, for SEM. Uh, Zarin Schroeder has carried the ball three times for two yards. Antonio Vilmer has two carries for 12 yards. Stetson Dittmar has carried the ball eight times for 13 yards. He's a leading rusher. Nathan Schroeder has uh, four carries for a negative two. And Jason Lyon, a couple of quarterback keepers, he was also sacked. So he's carried the ball five times for eight yards. So here in the first half, 33 yards rushing for Sumner Eddieville Miller. And Lyon has thrown every pass so far in the game for the Mustangs. He's four of nine in the air for 12 yards. So 12 yards in the air, 33 on the game, ground. 44, excuse me, 45 yards of total offense here in the first half for Sumner Eddieville Miller. Pleasanton had that in one play by Riley Rocheski, who uh, carried the ball 16 times, including a 49-yarder that set up a touchdown. So he's carried the ball 16 times for 120 yards. Tyler Pulaski has six carries for 16 yards. Brandon Klein, one carry for five yards. And Hunter Pates was sacked, so he lost uh, 10 yards on uh, that play there as well. So 131 yards rushing here in the first half for Pleasanton. And uh, in the air, uh, like, again, Sumner and, uh, and uh, Pleasanton, they, they don't really make their living in the air. So far, 35 yards uh, passing. Oh, check that. Uh, be, uh, I forgot to write down another 21-yard uh, reception here. So it would be uh, 54 yards of uh, pass uh, receptions uh, passing here for Pleasanton in the first half. So a little bit more efficient there. So a little bit over 50 yards there. Uh, 131 yards on the ground, so about 185 yards of total offense compared to uh, 45 for Sumner Eddieville Miller here so far in the ball game. That's your statistical wrap-up brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. Randy Bushcutter, Scott Carlin here with you from Sumner. And uh, Scott, uh, again, uh, I think SEM is very fortunate they're not further behind. This game is still very much within striking distance. Yeah, you know, they've had a couple turnovers go in their favor that have helped stem the tide a little bit for them. But the big thing for them is, other than the one big running play for the Bulldogs, it's been chunks, so they've had to take some time to move the stuff or move the ball here. So it hasn't been a 60-yard run. It's been the 149-yard run, and then everything else has been five, six yards at a time, which takes some time off, which is kind of helping them hang around the game a little bit more than maybe the stats say they should be. And again, if they get a big play, and again, Pleasanton had one, if they get a big play, they're right back in it. I mean, yeah. they they score this very first drive, you got a little bit of momentum, and uh, and, and you know, Pleasanton's like going, "Wow, we really should be up bigger." And you just kind of had that sinking feeling when you dominated first half like Pleasanton did, and you're only up by 22. Yeah, you know, and sometimes when you're a younger team like Pleasanton really is. That's when that doubt can start coming back, especially if you get a big play from the Mustangs early in the second half. Do they start doubting, okay, are here we do here we go again? Are we going to let another one slip away? What's going to happen in the second half? Because 
we feel like we were in control the whole first half, and then if you can get something right away for the Mustangs, you're back in the game. But you have to get that thing right away again to maybe put that seed of doubt back in because Pleasanton has has to feel like they're in control. If they don't turn the ball over, maybe it is a bigger game here. I want to remind folks that uh, coming up at the conclusion of uh, the game up in Burwell, we'll have the uh, CPI uh, Mr. Tyre Thursday night scoreboard show. I have to fight myself because I always say the Friday night scoreboard show, but we'll have a special Thursday night edition. Mayor Lawson will be checking scores from around the state, and we'll have some summaries of all the games we've had on our network of stations here at Fat River Radio. Here in Sumner, the Mustangs have a little work to do. They trail it 22 to nothing to Pleasanton, and we'll continue with more of the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report right after this. Town & Country Bank is truly your hometown bank. We've been serving the central Nebraska region since 1905. We currently have offices in the communities of Ravenna, Pleasanton, Kearney, and Litchfield. Town & Country Bank is locally owned and managed. We pride ourselves in serving you through exceptional personal service. We also strive to offer you the latest in technological advancements. Stop by and visit with us about your financial needs or just to chat. The hometown bank with a big interest in serving you. We are Town & Country Bank. See Pleasanton Livestock Service to maintain the health of your animals. Pleasanton Livestock can make certain they get all the vaccinations they need to stay healthy. Pleasanton Livestock also carries Golden Harvest Hybrid and Purina feeds. Only the feeds with the best vitamins and nutrients that all your animals need and want. Stop in today and ask the experts what vaccinations and feed is right for your farm. Best of luck, Bulldogs, from Pleasanton Livestock Service. You haven't experienced great food until you've made the short drive to Sumner to dine at Tubbs Pub. Tubbs Pub offers daily lunch specials sure to fill you up and homemade nightly dinner specials, including the best prime rib around. So make this short drive and see why everyone says great things for miles around about Tubbs Pub in Sumner. It's the best home cooking you'll find, and you won't even have to help with the dishes. Get to Tubbs Pub today. Tubbs Pub in Sumner, a proud supporter of tonight's game. Bailey Drywall in Pleasanton is proud to support the area athletes this year and wish them the best of luck in the games they play. Call Bailey Drywall of Pleasanton for residential or commercial drywall jobs. From the smallest paths to the largest walls, the professionals at Bailey Drywall can fix it right in a timely manner. New construction or just a remodel for all your drywall projects, big or small, they take care of all your walls. Bailey Drywall in Pleasanton. And welcome back here to Sumner at the Mustangs. Are down 22 to nothing here to Pleasanton. Glad you could join us for coverage of high school football here on ESPN Radio, KXPN in uh, Kearney. Want to say thanks to uh, Jeff Ekstrom, our engineer back in the studios, and Scott Carlin, kind enough to join me, join me for, as my color guy here as uh, Thursday Night Football, a little eight-man action. Yeah, you know, nothing better than Thursday night football here in Nebraska because it's that exciting time of the year where we, not only do we get one game a week that we might get to see, we get two oh, yeah. nights a week here oh, coming yeah. out for a little while here. And high school football, I don't know if there's much better than high school football here in October. In you know, it is a great slice of life in this wonderful yeah. state that we call home. It really yeah, is. It really and is. and uh, I, I love coming to places like Sumner. The folks here are so hospitable. want to say thanks to uh, Coach Streeter and everybody else uh, up here in uh, the, the, the press box who are 
reasonably nice to us. Yeah. They're Loper fans, yeah, yeah. so you know, for the most part, yeah, it, it all works out. Yeah, you know, they're wearing the right color stuff like that, wearing Loper gear here and there and stuff like that, and that's exactly what you need to see in places like this. And that's how you know they're good people, though, is if they support <laughs> the Lopers, really. Which brings us to a reminder that Internet Streaming is brought to you by the University of Nebraska at Kearney. We are Difference Makers. Call to schedule a campus visit as well. Gorilla is coming into town to take on the uh, Lopers on Saturday. We'll deal with that on Saturday. See, I'm going to have football on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I'm doing it right. Jesus, uh, uh, did you go to heaven already or what? <laughs> <laughs> is this heaven? No, it's Nebraska. Yeah, right? well, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Uh, certainly the folks here wearing purple would uh, feel a lot more heavenly if they can find some way to get things going here in the second half. And special affinity for me, I grew up from a high school that wore purple and gold and wore the Mustangs. So, you know, I'm not pulling for anybody here. They don't want to upset the folks in Pleasanton, but it's kind of nice to see those school colors walking around with letterman's jackets because I have one just like that, just like that at home. It doesn't fit anymore, but it's just like that at home. Leather shrank over the years. I don't know how. That's, it's weird how that happens over time. Leather does shrink over apparently more and more as it, time goes. It does. Other clothing does as well, it appears to me. Uh, Bush will be kicking off here for Pleasanton, and so we'll see if the Mustangs can kind of find their way back into this one. As we're all set and ready to go to start the second half here, welcome back to the Nebraska National Bank broadcast booth. And Bush with a high kick. And it's going to go into the end zone for the touchback. Yeah, you know, just a nice job of putting a deep, nice high that kind of went to the other side of the field. This time, he was just able to drive it through the end zone, essentially, there. And that's exactly the way to take special teams out of the play there is if you're just able to get a touchback. All right, so that's a win for the kicking team there. That's a win for the special teams for Pleasanton. And uh, this special moment brought to you by the special people at Acera Care Hospice, caring for the moments that matter with locations in Kearney, Grand Island, and York, serving all the Tri-Cities and beyond. Call a Sarah Care Hospice today for your loved ones when they need the right care at the right time. So it'll be first and 10 from the 15. A little bit of movement up front here, and I think they're going to be whistling Pleasanton for violating the neutral zone. Yeah, nice job by Lyon of going with the hard count there as they kind of got him going in, and that's exactly where they had been attacking early in the Pleasanton Bulldogs, a little eager at the bit, chomping to make a play right away. And good job by Lyon using the hard count. And what that does, as much as anything, then maybe slows down that defensive line a little bit as well. Line's going to hand it off to the uh, running back coming right through the middle. And just a nice quick little hitter. Remember, it was first and five. So that little run there by Dittmar is going to be awfully close to a first down as he gains four. Yeah, you know, just nice job. No huge hole there, but a nice line surge. And before you know it, he twists forward for about a four-yard gain to set up a second one. And this is exactly what Coach Streeter needs to start the second half here. Only back in the backfield is going to be Dittmar. And they're going to pitch it out to him. He's going to try to turn the corner on that far side. Does get the angle turned. And I misspoke. That was Schroeder who uh, was actually in the... uh, backfield there. He's going to gain about three, and that's enough for a first down. Yeah, kind of went with just a little more of a balanced formation, so he didn't know which way he was going to go, and Schroeder was able to just plant his feet and get north and south there and pick up the nice first down here as, again, they were able to stay ahead of the chains the first drive with the help of a little penalty there. Nice hard count, and that's exactly what you need to start the second half is pick up a nice first down here on two, two plays essentially. So no backs in the backfield this time for uh, Line, and Line, not happy with something, has to call the timeout this time Time out brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank member, FDIC. 11.15 to go here. Third quarter, 22-0. Timeout taken by the Mustangs. We're back right after this. 
Lammers Truck Line, the River Stop, and Nichols Repair in Pleasanton are proud to support this high school sports broadcast. Nichols Repair is a championship quality auto service center. Lammers Truck Line is your number one defense against slow, expensive grain and livestock hauling. And the River Stop is the one stop you need to make before and after the game for pizzas and refreshments and a gas fill-up. Best of luck from the River Stop, Lammers Truck Line, and Nichols Repair, all of Pleasanton. Welcome back to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. And Sumner Aveville Miller burns the timeout, but you've got two more of those. You just don't want to stub your toe. This is an important drive here as they're going to snap the ball back to the line right up the middle. And he's going to just charge right up the middle and gain about 11. Just a quick little design quarterback keeper. Yeah, they sent Schroeder there in motion, and he actually formed like a lead blocker, like an iso play there. But when they've been sent him in motion, they were in wide, so it was kind of a little change up there. And a nice use of the timeout picks up a nice first down again. And SEM putting something together here early in the third quarter here as they've got some line surge going on early this second half. They're down 22 to nothing, but they're nearing midfield. They've got it first and 10 from the 37. Tight formation here. Line is going to hand the ball off right up the middle to Schroeder. Schroeder was able to slip off a one tackle and go right up the middle and gain eight. Yeah, just nice shoestring tackle there. Otherwise, he might have been gone there. But a nice line surge again and then a nice lead block by it looked like Dittmer there. Just creating a little little seam for him to hit through there. and Sets up again where you're ahead of the chains, just like Coach Streeter had talked about. And that's what they've been able to do so far the second half. Well, his knee chains. must have come down before he landed on the football because he only gained about six on the play. So it'll be second and four. Tight formation again. They hand it off and spinning through there is going to be Dittmar. And Dittmar found a little seam there and is going to end up gaining about five on the play. But all that, it was stuffed up there and he just kind of spun and, and ran blind and kind of found a little hole. Yeah, you know, he was able to keep his feet going and good balance, especially with these damper field conditions that's still in great shape here as it's holding up here but again keeps his balance and able to keep moving on and that's another first down for the mustangs there as they put together a nice little start to the second half so no backs in the backfield here for line and they'll put in a man in motion that's going to be shorter they hang it out to him he's getting a block they're going to call a hold there he brings it across the 20 yard line and they're going to call a hold right at the point of attack and so that's going to make it first and 20 here after they back him up uh, 10 yards there. And you mentioned the field is in great shape uh, as it's kind of dried up a little bit. And it's, you know, a little bit of action in the middle. You've seen a little bit of effects there, but that's not going to be a factor at all for any of the players. Our field conditions brought to you by your Pioneer Seed representative, Craig Regis. Pioneer knows more about field conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans with Craig Regis, your Pioneer Seed dealer, science with service, delivering success. Right on the point of attack, the 10-yard uh, hold, They'll bring them on the other side of the 40-yard line, back to the 39, and they got to get out to the 21-yard uh, line, so this will be right at first and 20. Yeah, no, that's exactly what Coach Drew was talking about. It seems like when they've had success, they're staying ahead of it, and here's something puts them behind it, so we'll see what they can do here. Little counterplay as they hand it off here to Dittmar, and Dittmar goes up on that right side, and he's going to get five of those back, but a good open field tackle there by Tyler Pulowski. Yeah, you know, and he just kind of played low man wins out there and was able to shoot the gap because it looked like Dittmer, if he could have beat Pulaski, might have been gone there, but a nice open field tackle here. But a nice play there for SEM to get five or six yards back as they just ran a little counter play and he followed the lineman there and a nice seal up front for the Mustangs. I honestly think you find better tackling in eight-man football than you do in 11-man football because you miss a tackle in eight-man 
He's there are not a lot of guys left. Yeah, I would agree with that, Randy. So the second and about 15 here. Line will put a man in motion. That shorter. Shorter's going to stay in and help protect his line throws. And the ball is going to be caught. It's going to be a short gain on the play. It's coming back and making the diving catch there is Michael Eggleston. Eggleston made the catch, but that's only going to be a gain of about uh, two. And it's going to set up now a third and 13. Yeah, you know, Eggleston had to come back for the ball, but a nice job by Bush coming with some pressure. And Schroeder did a nice job of picking it up. But again, it makes you come up a little bit earlier than you might want to to let your routes develop deeper down the field with some early pressure. So a nice job by Bush there, forcing some pressure there on the Mustang quarterback. So I formation here on third and 13 from the 34. Play action pass. Line throws it in underneath. Going to be caught and tackled immediately. Shorter with the catch and the tackle uh, in space over there again by Pulowski as uh, they'll gain about three, and it's going to set now fourth and ten. Yeah, you know, just kind of ran that little flood route after they faked it to him, and Line did a nice job of taking what was available here, as you don't want to give something big up, but does force a fourth and long. Line in punt formation is going to put the foot into it at about the 38-yard line. It's going to bounce and take a little bit of a Pleasanton uh, roll there, and it's going to be downed at about the 15-yard line. So nice job there by Line of, on that drive for the uh, Mustangs as well, kind of flipping field position here. This will be first and 10 from the 15 for Sumner and Miller as they lead it 22-0 to start the third quarter. And again, that's exactly what Coach Shooter was talking about. They stayed ahead of schedule most of that drive and then had the one penalty at the point of attack, and that put them behind the chains. They did get the 10 yards back where they would have had the first down again, but again, it took all of they could to get that 10 yards, and thus you have to punt the ball again. Pistol formation here for Pates. Running back just on his right shoulder, and they're going to hand the ball off on that left side for Tolls and Tolls. Uh, excuse me, uh, Richeski rather. It was uh, 44, not 24. So Richeski comes across on a little counterplay and, I don't know, gained about the length of a football. Yeah, you know, nice job by the Mustang defensive line there. They were able to extend their arms that time and play parallel to the line of scrimmage. And I believe it was Francisco that was able to come down the line there and make a nice tackle there for the Mustangs there as he was able to stay parallel to the line and made a nice play for them. Orozco with the tackle, though. Francisco Orozco, great football name. Shotgun formation. Pulowski's going to keep it out of his quarterback position. Bounces off one man. Lunges forward. Spins through there. He's going to end up gaining about eight on the play when he was hit at the line of scrimmage and then hit five yards after that and still is able to gain about eight. Yeah, he, he definitely plays low to the ground and has a low center of gravity. So if you're trying to make the big hit on him and you don't wrap up, he's going to spin out of it and keep on his feet there. And that's exactly what happened as he broke a couple of arm tackle type situations there to set up that third and manageable, third and short here for the Bulldogs as they need to put something together to get the ball back out of their end of the field here. Pates comes in with the play, but uh, after calling it in the huddle, he's going to play wide out to the right side as Pulowski has it. Is going to hand the ball off to Richeski. Richeski with a little stiff arm in the backfield as pressure comes. Is able to tiptoe down the sideline. And we'll see where they spot this on the near sideline. Can't really tell. It's awfully close. He's going to gain about three as, wow, a nice job there keeping his balance to get that first down. Yeah, Rizinski did just a nice job with a nice stiff arm to get to the edge to have a chance at the first down. Then just kind of tiptoed and spun and slid his feet as much as he could avoiding the contact that would bump him out of bounds. And before it happened, he's able to just pick up the first down for the Bulldog. So it was a bit of a brute with the stiff arm and then a ballerina tiptoeing down that sideline. So good 
diversification there for Rosiski, who is still in the uh, running back position here. Man coming across in motion is going to be Klein, and they fake the handoff. No, they did give it to Klein. Klein trying to avoid a tackle over there and can't get away. From big number 12, Zarin Schroeder. Yeah, Schroeder did a heck of a job there. He's able to shut the block and then goes low. Exactly what you're taught, wrap the legs, and brings him down for a nice loss. And that's exactly what the Mustangs needed there to force that second long situation. But a great job by Schroeder to go low and make the sure tackle in that situation. Well, I'm going to go with second and uh, 15 because I wrote negative five there for Klein on that run there. He gained five earlier, gave those five yards right back after a great open field tackle there by, uh, by Schroeder. So it's going to set up now second and 15. Hand off to Wazisky. Wazisky coming right up the middle, and uh, he's going to get wrapped up. And coming up from the uh, bottom of the pile is uh, Orozco again as Francisco makes another nice defensive play. No gain on the play. Yeah, you know, and the Mustangs have kind of raised their little backbone here this time and forcing the... Bulldogs try some different stuff that they might not feel as comfortable with, and that's a great adjustment by the Mustang staff, and Roscoe is one of those people that have stepping up to the challenge here in what could be the last half of his career here, and you can tell he's not ready to give up yet, and that's what you like to see from kids in this situation. Third and 15, 22 to nothing. Pleasanton with the lead and the timeout. Brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. 5.18 to go here in the third quarter. Ricky Russell wants to call a timeout. He takes the timeout, and we'll take it with him. We're back right after this. Zimatic Center Pivots provide farmers worldwide with the best quality, highest performance irrigation systems. Year after year, these systems have proven themselves in varying types of terrain, cropping situations, and irrigation requirements. This is because of dedication to service and unique design. Zimatic and Pleasanton Irrigation offer you big savings choices when you purchase your new system. Order soon and take advantage of both low interest rates and rebates. Pleasanton Irrigation, your Zimatic dealer. And welcome back here to Sumner Eddie Bill Moore as the Mustangs right now trying to step in on third and 14, down 22 nothing. If they can make a stop here, they can get the ball back in pretty good field position. Yeah, you know, and the defensive line has done a nice job of keeping the linebackers and those guys free here. And the Mustangs have made some adjustment. They've moved some guys around a little bit and found some success forcing this situation here as the start of the second half. But a big play here, can they get a stop here or even maybe a turnover as it looks like a passing situation here for the Bulldogs? And conversely for the Bulldogs, you move, keep moving the change. You start draining a little bit of life and uh, extending the game here. They're going to try to set up the screen. Scrambling out is going to be Pates. Pates now looking to throw on the sideline. He's going to get pelted over there at about the 20-yard line. He's going to be sacked on a loss of about uh, five or six on the play. Yeah, and it looked like Antonio Vollmer came free there and with a nice time blitz there and it made Pates for, or roll out there when he didn't really want to and then Vollmer just stayed after and he was the one that really delivered the big hit to force the fourth down here. A nice job by the Mustang defense to give them a chance to get great field position again to start their second drive of the second half. So it's Keyshaw who will do the punting, and big number 94 puts his foot into it. A little, relatively low line drive kick is muffed. Eggleston trying to come back and pick it up at the 35, and he's able to do that. The ball landed right at his feet, and uh, he, he was caught in no man's land. When that came in such a low line drive trajectory like that, uh, Eggleston fortunate that uh, he was able to fall on the football. Yeah, you know, definitely. It's one of those situations 
you're indecisive maybe for half a step, but then you realize if you let the ball bounce, you're going to lose all that field position. So he comes up and it just dies at his feet there. And then just does a heads up job of getting on the ball so it doesn't spell disaster because you got great field position here to start a drive for it. It's first and 10 from the 35. That's also a reason why you get a good receiver back yep. there so they can make those kind of uh, plays. Hand off right up the middle and nearly bouncing it to the outside, but then getting wrapped up is going to be Dittmar. And Dittmar is going to gain about three, but again, an eyelash away. Yeah, you know, and it looks like the Mustangs are finding a little more success with some quicker hitters this time, this half, than they did last half. And again, like you said, they're an eyelash away, a shoestring tackle away. And that's got to be encouraging if you're Coach Streeter over there because you know you're able to exert a little more will here and you're staying ahead of schedule again. But tip your hat to the Bulldogs. They're making those tackles in the open field. Here they're going to run a little counter in underneath. Spinning around is going to be Volmer. And Volmer comes up and he's going to gain about eight on the play. That'll move the chains first and ten as they get a lot of motion to the left side with that quick little handoff in underneath. Yeah, you know the... Mustangs kind of went with an unbalanced line, and then they put the fullback over there where it looks like we're coming with an ISO, and then he basically just slants back to the weak side. And a nice tackle by the Bulldogs that stayed home there, but it was not before he had a nice game to pick up the first down. That moves the chains, just like Carney Towing and Repair will do for you. If you're stranded on the side of the road, no matter where you are, they'll get you home. Carney Towing and Repair, first and 10 from the 35. Line going to hand it off to on that left wing. That's Schroeder. Schroeder is able to take it down that sideline and eventually get pushed out of bounds at about the 29. So that'll be a gain of six. Yeah, no, nice job again. They've kind of just started to wear on that. They're trying to slow down maybe a little bit of the Bulldog pursuit, running some counters, but the line doing a nice job of exerting a little bit more will here in the second half. Maybe wearing on the Bulldogs a little bit as they've had a little more success to start the second half. It's a short five or a long, well, it'll be a short, it's about five and a half yards to go for a first down here. Man coming across the motion, that's going to be Schroeder. Line's going to follow him right up the middle, and he's going to have enough for the first down. Get pulled down at about the 19-yard line. That'll be a gain of 10, a design quarterback keeper right up the middle. And a good uh, run there by Line following his blockers. Yeah, you know, just kind of a quarterback iso there. Nathan Schroeder went in motion, became the true fullback situation, and Line did a nice job just ducking behind him, and before you know it, he's got a first down. And the Mustangs have by far their best situation here to start the second half in the game here. But a great job by the Mustang Line and Schroeder just leading Jason Line down for a first down. Mustangs trail at 22 to nothing. Touchdown here would be huge with three and a half to go in the third quarter. Line rolling out. Throws it in underneath in traffic, and it's going to be incomplete. A little bit high. Nice job there uh, offensively to make a defensive play by Trace Claflin as he went up high and was able to knock the ball away and incomplete. The ball now is at the 19-yard line. So we are in the Platte Valley Auto of Kearney Red Zone. When you're in the zone shopping for a new used vehicle, head to the top of the hill, 2nd Avenue of 42nd Street, Kearney's hometown Ford store, and 2nd and 10 from the 19. Hand off on that right side for uh, Zarin and Schroeder. Just running off that guard over there between the guard and the end is uh, going to pick up a nice little gainer on second and ten. Yeah, you know, just nice job they're in. He takes a step to the left side there, comes back to the right, so it's almost a little counter. You're not pulling guys, just more for timing. But, again, it looks like Francisco or Orego, or I'm sorry, I'm going to mispronounce that name, Orezgo, Roscoe, Roscoe. Is, is able to exert it, and that's the hole that he was able to follow to pick up four or five yards to bring up a third manageable game. They're going to split out the receiver, Claflin, to the left side, and another wide out to the right, bring a man in motion. 
and they're going to follow him up as Lyon's going to keep it, cuts back to the inside, and he's going to get it inside the 15-yard uh, line down to about 13, so that'll be a gain of about about two, and it's going to set up, we'll call it fourth and four. Yeah, you know, just kind of went that court, quarterback sweep action again, and kind of crossed their blocks a little bit, hoping that he had a seam, and then just a nice diving diving tackle there for the Bulldogs, but again, another good open field tackle that if you miss, it's a big game, but the Bulldogs do such a nice job of staying disciplined and making the tackle here. And this is a huge play, and the Mustangs understand that. They want to make sure they get everything the way they want it here, so they're going to call the timeout, brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. 2.15 to go, third quarter, 22-0, Pleasanton with the lead, but the Mustangs have it fourth and four at the 14. We come back right after this. As a proud supporter of the athletes and academics, Scott of Slyker Heating and Air Conditioning would like to extend a great thank you to everyone. When you need a new unit or service on your furnace, air conditioner, or heat pump, trust Slyker Heating and Air. Scott takes great pride in his community and in all the athletes in and out of the game. From the smallest job to the biggest, Slyker does it personally so you know you can trust that it's done right. Slyker Heating and Air, serving Cumro and surrounding area. Welcome back to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth here in Sumner as the Mustangs right now, their best uh, scoring opportunity, but it is going to be fourth down for them, fourth and four from the 14. They trail at 22 to nothing with 2.15 to go here. Third quarter, absolutely, well, you don't have to, have to, have to, but this is a huge play. Yeah, this is a big play for both teams because, again, the Mustangs have had a lot more success this half, so this is a big play for the Bulldog defense, and we'll see what can happen here on this fourth down play. So in the uh, only running back position there is Schroeder. Schroeder's going to stay in and block. His line's looking to throw. He's hit as he releases it. It's going to be at the first down marker. Did he catch it or not? I have not seen an indication over there. It's a first down for somebody as they throw it out to that right side. Looks like he caught it. It's just a matter of it's enough for the first down, which it looks like it may be. Well, they, they threw it out to that right side for Claflin, and I never did see the indication that he caught it, but they say it is a catch, and that is going to be enough for the first down. Yeah, you know, nice diving catch because there was some pressure on the line, and he wasn't able to quite step into it. And he went down for it, made a nice diving catch again, and that's a big play for the Mustangs on a big fourth down play here. Unfortunately, it looks like there might be a bulldog down right at the point where the catch was made. Can't quite see who that is, but we'll see who that comes up here in just a little bit. They are attending to him, and again, uh, where the uh, Mustangs are huddled up right now is uh, blocking our view, so we'll be able to see the numbers, and I don't think he gets the walk. Uh, he gets to walk to the far sideline. He's got to come out of the game, as that's uh, Caleb Eckel, but I think Eckel just might have got the wind knocked out of him yep. as he's, he's moving very, very well. This injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life with two locations in Kearney, and Echo is on the sideline, and I think he'll be right back into the game here. It's first and 10 from the 11-yard line as we're in the Platte Valley Auto of Kearney red zone. Under center is line. Line will hand the ball off to the uh, tailback and just not much room to run there for Dittmar at all. Yeah, you know, that time the old nose card got some penetration there for the Bulldogs. Big 94 there. Uh, Trey Keishol was able to kind of put some penetration, and that's what really stacked it up. And, again, nice job by Keishol there and nothing there for Dittmar. But, again, here, Mustangs knocking on the doors. they got to take advantage of this one here for them. Well, they always say nose guards just make a pile, and Keishol was able to do that absolutely there. Under center again is going to be lying. 
Ryan rolling out to the right. He's going to pitch it out to Schroeder. Schroeder's reversing field block and gets a couple of blocks. Cuts back to the inside again. And it just seemed like maybe there might have been 14 different uh, Pleasanton players pursuing there as the eventually Hunter Pates, who uh, ran to one side, was able to eventually make the tackle in the middle. Great pursuit there as they're going to end up losing some yards on the play. That's going to be a loss of about five. Yeah, you know, they went with that option to the wide side of the field, but a nice job by the Bulldogs of staying parallel to the line of scrimmage, but still attacking the quarterback to make the quick pitch. And then just nowhere to go when the rally got there. He tried to cut back against the field, and again, stayed home. Some nice job by the Bulldog defense. So it's going to be third and goal from the 14. Number 14 put a man in motion. That's line. Line's going to hand it off to him, and they're going to try to get to, to the corner over there, and Dittmar is going to get knocked out of bounds at about the nine. So they'll gain five here, and it's going to set up now fourth and goal from about the nine. Yeah, you know, just kind of went with that jet sweep action to Dittmar, and he's able to turn the corner for a little bit. But again, nice job stringing the play out there. Is a little bit narrower field for those that are used to 11-man game. And But again, fourth down and nine, fourth and ten. We'll see what the Mustangs can do, as this is another big play here for the Mustangs as they try to crawl back into this game. They split out. Eggleston wide to the right in the slot on that side is going to be Dittmar. And calling out the sign here is going to be Line. Line's going to keep it. Goes right up the middle. And Pleasanton is ready as they envelop things after a game maybe of three. And that's going to be a turnover on downs. And again, Keyshaw was ready. Yeah, you know, they went with that quarterback ISO, and Keisha all this time was split out a little wider, wasn't at the nose, and he's able to knife through there and make the nice tackle day. But again, a nice drive by the Mustangs, but one negative type play there really puts them behind the sticks. But again, the Bulldogs reared their backbones and said, well, you're not getting into the goal line. And a huge play as we're winding down near the end of the third quarter here. 32 seconds ago in the third, still 22-0, Pleasanton with the lead, and now the football to shadow their own goal line. They have it first and 10 at the five, and they fumble the snap but are able to pick it up and then uh, being thrown down harshly by Grant Clausen was the uh, quarterback, Pulaski. Yeah, you know, and just kind of a little, might have little exchange problems there, and Pulaski does a nice job of just picking the ball up and getting what he can, but Clausen does a nice job of just staying home and making a sure tackle to force a second long as time is ticking off here in the third quarter here. And they're going to let that time expire. There's six seconds left, and there's no chance that Pleasanton is going to snap the football here. So we'll head to the fourth quarter, 22 to nothing. Pleasanton with the lead and the football. We'll have it second and uh, 10 from their own five-yard line. When we come back in the Nebraska Line National Bank broadcast booth here in Sumner. Again, 22 nothing is our score. We'll be back with the fourth right after this. Pleasanton Meat Processing is your custom beef and pork processors. They can handle it all. USDA steaks are available, they can smoke your orders, and they have barbecue beef and pork. So next time you're looking for a processor, look no further than Pleasanton Meat. They can get your processing done in great time and all the cuts you want made to order the way you like it. Pleasanton Meat Processing says tear them up, Bulldog. And welcome back to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth as uh, the uh, cheerleaders are here on the new sideline for Sumner Eddieville Miller trying to arouse the troops 
with the chant of I believe we will win. They still certainly have a chance, especially if they can hold it here, get the ball back in good field position. Yeah, you know, this is that situation where you're Pleasanton. Your goal has got to be to get at least one first down. So if you have to punt, you might have a chance to turn field position again. But if you're the Mustangs, you're trying to force that three and out or get that quick turnover or something like that because you've been having success. But time is not on the Mustangs' side here. But a much better half offensively for the Mustangs, putting some nice drives together, just kind of fluttering out at the end. And defensively, they've been able to exert some stuff defensively here the second half. 22-0, Pleasanton with the lead and the football. Under center is going to be Pates. He hands his off to uh, Rosiski on that right side, and Rosiski just kind of bounces around. Actually, gets a nice gain on the play. He ends up pushing the power forward for a gain of about five. Yeah, you know, just kind of one of those ISOs where before you know it, it's kind of a mess, and he does such a nice job of finding just a little crease that makes it look like there's nothing there, and he seems like he always falls forward for an extra yard or yard and a half here, and brings up with a nice third and manageable situation here for the Bulldogs. It's, it's a long five. Pates uh, comes over and gets the instructions, and now we'll play uh, quarterback as he is under center, and... Uh, Nothing going Nothing there. there. Great yeah. job by the Mustangs. Quarterback keeper, and they just got stuffed in underneath. Great job there by Clausen making the play. Yeah, you know, he was able to get some penetration and force the down play here for the Mustangs to be able to get that quick turnaround. Exactly what they needed after they pinned the Bulldogs back deep. So, again, a nice job by Clausen getting some penetration here to force the fourth down. So a loss of four is going to set up now fourth and nine from their own six-yard line. And uh, Keyshaw in punt formation, and they blow it dead. I think there was a timeout, and they snapped it, and it went over the big man's hands and through the end zone. But uh, the timeout came first. Yes. So SEM called timeout there. They, I, something wasn't right for them, so they called the timeout. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Line National Bank. 10.53 to go in the ballgame. 22-0. Pleasanton with the lead, but they're going to have to punt the football. We come back to Sumner right after this timeout. Save money and breathe easier. Call Axman Heating and Air, your Lennox dealer. Now's the time to make sure your heating system is working properly and efficiently. Call and Axman can do it all, from furnaces to humidifiers, geothermal heat and infrared heat for farm buildings. They specialize in all makes and models, sale and service. Axman Heating and Air, your Lennox dealer, serving Pleasanton and the surrounding area. Craig and Karen Axman would like to wish all the area athletes best of luck. Welcome back to the Nebraska National Bank broadcast booth. Uh, somebody will only force to call a timeout there. Yeah, it looked like Coach Tree was counting bodies, and all of a sudden here came an athlete sneaking on into the huddle there from them. So they must not have had the right number of guys out there, and Coach Streeter did not look any too pleased. At it. Counting bodies, and the answer was not eight. Yes. Generally leads to problems in eight-man football here. So Keyshaw, again, will get a nice snap, no pressure, kicks a high kick, and it's going to hit the turf and go out of bounds, uh, short of the 35-yard line. So Pleasanton, again, will be in, uh, uh, excuse me, Sunday will be in Pleasanton territory to start the drive here. And if they can kind of finish the drive that they started uh, the time before, they're, they're going to be looking a whole lot better, down 22 nothing here. Yeah, you know, they've been able to do what they needed to do to have that opportunity here to be in these situations. The defense has risen up to the challenge. They've been the the aggressors here this half so far and they just need to finish a drive here to really get back into the game because they've done a lot better job the second half of exerting their will high formation and they're going to keep two ends both in and a tight formation there and they're going to hand the ball off up the middle and wow way to go for Dittmar is Dittmar is just knifed under 
Keisha did such a nice job there of just knifing through the offensive line, and he's exerting a little bit of his will the second half as well because he's not ready to be done. He's making sure that if you're going to do something, it's nowhere near him. Great play by Trey Keisha there with setting up the second long here. And it's going to be now second and 14 after a loss of, we'll call it four on the play. And again, we've talked about it all night because uh, Coach Streeter brought up in the uh, pregame interview, and that's staying behind the sticks, not being on schedule. Line under center, two tight ends, eye formation. Rolling out, looking to throw here is going to be line. Line throws it on that right side, one man uh, pattern, and it's complete to Claflin. And Claflin looks like he's got enough for the first down at about the 20. Yeah, great route there. He kind of just ran out and ran a little corner out or a flag out there, you might call it. And nice ball by line because there wasn't a big window there, but the window that was there he found and a great ball. And that's a big play here to get him back on schedule, get him another first down here. And that's what the Mustangs needed. So a gain of 15, he'll be first and 10 just outside of the Platte Valley Auto of Kearney Red Zone. It's going to be first and 10 from the 21. Under center is going to be line. Again, two tight ends. Line's going to hand the ball off to um, Dittmar. Dittmar going right over the top of the guard there. He's going to be brought down after he gains a couple of yards. Nice play there by uh, Rosiski making the tackle. Yeah, you know, just kind of that little step counter ISO type action where he just takes a step away but then comes back, follows the fullback on the ISO and just kind of searches forward for a two, three, four-yard gain and a nice job by Rosiski coming under and making a nice sure tackle here because, again, he's that half a block away from being open. And uh, the uh, left guard may have moved a little bit soon. There is a flag on the play, so now instead of it being second and seven, I was about to say staying on schedule because yep. three yards will get it done because yep. you're going to run four plays here. Yep. So three yards a play will get it done. Well, you, you, when you give back five yards like that, now it won't. Yeah, you know, and a little over here because it looked like they were going to try to follow him there, and it looked like Coach Streeter changed the play up. And again, that's exactly what he was talking about, and that's what we've seen so far today is staying on schedule. We'll see if the Mustangs can make this up. They're going to move Claflin in a little bit closer. He split out wide. Now he's going to stay in a tight end and help cover as Line looks to throw, and he lobs it in that corner over there. It looks like it's caught, but it is out of bounds. Yeah, just barely out of bounds, a single receiver side. And good spot there. It was where his guy caught it. It was out of bounds. It was just barely out of bounds there. But a, a nice ball by Line and a good job of protection by the Mustangs as Pleasanton was ready for it, and they were able to try to get a little pressure, but a nice job by the Mustang offensive line of picking everybody up. Eggleston made a great adjustment to the yep. ball to make that catch, but he was clearly out of bounds. So it falls incomplete, and it's going to be third and 12. Yeah, you know, and here's a big play here for both teams here because Mustangs have had a little momentum here, but it looks like it might be wearing on them because they haven't been able to finish it. They need something to go their way to get some points on the boards. Line is going to be in shotgun formation. And we'll see if Pleasanton can put any pressure on. They run a little uh, Statue of Liberty play, and then dropping the football is Dittmar. Dittmar trying to make something positive happen and can't. He's going to lose about five on the play. The timing of that was thrown off when the exchange between the quarterback and Dittmar went off, and that was the Statue of Liberty play. Yep, that was the old Statue of Liberty play. Dittmar tried to take it from the backside when it looked like Line was going to throw the ball here and just kind of popped out there in a situation where you're looking to make something happen, trying something you might not be quite as comfortable with and that's the result some of the times. Well we see the Statue of Liberty and the hook and ladder neither one of them really work here for President for uh, Sumner and they got to make something happen here on fourth and 16. Time to throw for line. Line steps up. Line looking. Now he's going to start running and he's going to get pulled down. 
They'll gain a couple of yards, but he needed about 16 as he's brought down from behind, and that's going to be a turnover on downs. Great pursuit there by uh, Bronson Gibbons and a couple of other Bulldogs on the play. Yeah, you know, uh, Zimmer was one of those guys, and that's kind of one of those coverage plays. Line had a lot of time there, and that's tough to cover for that long, so a great job by the Bulldog defensive backfield there, and then a great job by their defensive line and keeping their pursuit angles and stuff because the busting line had done a nice job of giving him time to set his feet and stuff, but again, no one open there on that fourth and long. So Pates is in at quarterback, low snap. Oh, check that, Pulowski at quarterback, low snap. He's able to make the catch, and he's going to just run right up the middle, get wrapped up by Dittmar after he gains about 12. Yeah, and Pulowski just does a nice job of almost hiding behind the offensive line in the backs, and before you know it, he peeks out of nowhere, and he's got five or six more yards. Just 5'5 five, five or 5'4 five, there. If, 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 if he's that. listed at 5'5. Five, five. Right. He's listed. But he does such a nice job of just hiding behind there, and before you know it, he's on you, and he makes you miss sometimes. But that's at least 65 inches, a pretty good football player. Yep. Pate's at quarterback. They're looking to set up a screen. He'll throw it in underneath to uh, Rosiski. Rosiski on that right side is able to make one man miss. So he already gained three at that point. He ends up gaining about eight on the play. Shorter makes the tackle. You know, Shorter did a nice job of tracking the flight of the ball and getting out there, and then Shorter brings him down. But a nice call there is... SEM's trying to make something happen. They're trying to get some pressure, so the way to stop the defensive line from being over-aggressive is to run screens, run draws, things like that. And Coach Westland with a nice call there on first and 10 there to get him ahead of the chains. Well, they, they say he stepped out of bounds before he was down, so he gained only six on the play. So it'll be second and four, and uh, a run by uh, the quarterback, Falowski, right up the middle. He's going to be brought down at about the 35-yard line, so that'll be a gain of two. For Pulaski. Yeah, Pulaski just kind of fakes that handoff to Rizisky and then cuts underneath him. Clausen does a nice job of staying home and making sure there's no hole there for him to run through. And he just falls forward basically for a yard gain, maybe or so. So Pulaski with the little gain there. It'll set up now third and three from the 35. And Pates and uh, Rizisky are the two uh, guys in the backfield here as Pates is in the shotgun. He's going to fake the handoff, look to throw, has a man in underneath trying to connect with Bush, and it is incomplete. Yeah, and that was definitely a little miscue because of the pressure there as Pace was actually hit down. It looked like Holinsky was able to put some pressure on him, and that caused a little errant throw. So a nice job by the Mustangs of forcing the fourth down here because definitely had the receiver open as they cleared out the area with a go route and then just a nice little underneath drag route type situation. Well, with the clock already stopped, no sense waiting here for the drama of calling a timeout later. Uh, Coach uh, Ricky Westland calls the timeout here. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. 22 to nothing. Pleasanton with the lead and the football, but they've got it fourth and three from the 35-yard line with 6.38 to go. We'll take a timeout back after this. This sports broadcast is made possible in part by Scott Phillips, licensed agent for over 30 years, handling multi-parallel crop insurance since its expansion to the private market in 1980. Find out about coverages available for hail, wind, fire, and transportation of grain after harvest. Crop insurance specialist with a farming background. We specialize in the crop insurance business. Crop insurance business that changes and evolves with new rules, rates, and regulations on a continuous basis. Insuring over 60,000 acres in the central Nebraska area. Welcome back to the Nebraska Line National Bank broadcast with 22 to nothing. Pleasanton with the lead, and they're trying to take the uh, air out of the ball, trying to run some clock here. And, and they're, they're, yeah. again, they're not just running the football just to run the clock, but they want to keep uh, moving the chains here. And they're going to actually go for it here on fourth and three. 
as it is going to be Pawlowski, that quarterback, and he's going to hand it off to uh, Rosiski, and Rosiski's got nowhere to go. He's running east and west, and there's a lot of angry guys wearing purple coming after him, including Grant Clausen, who was the first one there. Yeah, you know, Clausen did such a nice job of beating the block and stringing everything out, so Rosiski had no hole. And you can tell there's a guy that's wanting the ball back, wanting to keep going, and that's exactly what it takes in situations like that. But again, Pleasanton running the ball, but that's what Pleasanton does. So it's not like they're changing their offense, trying to milk something. And they did what they needed to do. They flipped the field position a little bit. They got the ball over midfield here, and they're still making the Mustangs put together drives, which they've been able to do some success this second half. But they have not gotten in the end zone. They trail it 22 to nothing. And in the motion is going to be uh, Walmer, and they throw it out on this left side, and it's going to be knocked down. Nice job there by Brzezinski defensively. And he nearly had an interception. Yeah, it looked like they were almost trying to run Clawson on a little hitch, and then they have Dittmer come around where it could have been that hook and ladder again. And just Rosiski did such a nice job of putting the hand up there so there was no chance of anything like that happening, as it looks like the Mustangs are pushing the envelope again a little bit more, trying to get something going right before the halfway point of the fourth quarter. Yeah, and again, they need three scores. So they, they, need, to get, uh, they need to score about every time they got their hands on the football from here on out. They're going to run the little option. Line keeps it, breaks one tackle, cuts back to the inside, and he is tripped up. Nice job there by Pates, who was able to grab just a little bit of the jersey, turn the hip, and he falls down at about the 26-yard line. Otherwise, that is a touchdown. Yeah, you know, that's just kind of what we've talked about. The Mustangs have gotten so much more going in the second half, but the Bulldogs are making just enough of the play to be there to make sure they get a fight another down. That's exactly the situation there. Line with a great job on that option. Sold the fake. I thought maybe he gave it off to the fullback. I did, too. Then, then kept it. It was a great read on that situation. And then Pates, like you said, it's, it's just enough to make the tackle, and that's what it takes in situations like this. A man just running on the field here and is going to line up on the right side. Pates is in the shotgun. He's looking to throw, and he's going to throw the ball deep, and it is going to be incomplete. He had a man out there, but we're taking a really good throw to connect with Claflin, but it falls incomplete. Yeah, you know, and uh, men came in and did a nice job of picking some lineup, as the whole line did there. Line had a small window again, tried to fit it where his guy catches it or no one does, and that's what happens. It's incomplete. So a nice decision by Line to throw the ball where he did, where it's going to be a heck of a catch by Claflin if he does it. But again, there's no chance of a turnover. So it's going to be second and 10. Line again under center. Eye formation behind him. And he's going to hand the ball off to his fullback. And not much room to run there at all for Clawson. As Schroeder, rather, as Nathan Schroeder uh, just got hit as soon as he got to the line of scrimmage. And actually was able to go forward for about a yard and a half. Yeah, that was kind of a case of more defensive guys there in the area than there was offense because Clawson was able to kick his guy out, and I think that's what you saw. And the center was there, but then there's that third Pleasanton Bulldog there who was able to make the tackle, and that's what you want defensively. It's more defensive guys than offensive guys can be in the area. 523, 522-22-0 lead for Pleasanton. Sumner Aguil Miller trying to get points on the board. Third and eight from the 25. Man comes in motion, so no backs in the backfield for a line. Who lobs the ball deep, has an end at the five-yard line. Pass complete and knocked out of bounds at the one. Great break on the ball there by Stetson, Stetson Dittmar, who was able to reel it in, and that's going to be a gain of 24. Yeah, you know, that's a nice wheel route he ran there to set up a first and goal here. But a great job by the line is the Bulldogs brought some pressure in line with a great decision in who to throw it to. And they got a little bit of something building here, and we'll see if they can put this in because they, they need to do put this in here right away for the Mustangs. And he was knocked out of bounds, so the clock is stopped with 5.07 to go. 
Line under center. Hands the ball to Dittmar. They lose the football and Pleasanton picks it up. Oh my. And that's kind of been the microcosm of the game there. The Mustangs have done some really good things in situations, and it's just not enough. You know, the Bulldogs make just enough plays to keep them out of the end zone, whether it be a tackle or hitting the helmet right on the ball to pop it loose. And that's kind of how the game has been for both teams. Just enough for the Bulldogs, just short for the Mustangs as they get the big turnover here with five minutes left. And Hunter Pates is able to fall on the football. And now he'll stand in the shotgun formation in the end zone. The first and 10 from the one. He'll hand the ball off. And trying to find a little room to run there is going to be Pulowski. And Pulowski will uh, gain just a... Uh, just a little bit there. Short gain of about uh, maybe three on the play. Yeah, you know, he was wrapped up and stuff like that and didn't have much of a hold, but then the Mustang's doing the right thing in this situation, trying to strip, and he's able to fall forward for another half yard or a yard gain here. So four and a half minutes to go essentially here as the clock is moving. Pates is in the shotgun formation here. Gets the snap, hands it off right up the middle, and nowhere to go. And so I'll tell you what, they're coming with some run blitzes here as they uh, hand the ball off to uh, Rosiski, and Rosiski's got nowhere to go. Yeah, you know, nice job by the Mustang defensive line. They're definitely trying to play some gaps and do some different things. And that time, the Bulldogs tried to pull the backside, and Clawson got in his hip pocket and then made the play in the backfield. So a nice job by the Mustangs defense line to force a third long to try to get the ball back again, but the Bulldogs are doing what they want, and that's using the clock. They're milking the clock every time, so the, the back judge is having to count down. And they're, they're going to be calling a timeout here, brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. They're going to milk the clock as much as they can. Pleasanton calls the timeout. They'll have it third and seven from their own five-yard line with 3.49 to go here in the fourth quarter. And they'd love to get that first down to keep moving the clock. We'll see what they have in mind we come back after this timeout. Whatever machining you need done, large jobs or small, see Hand Machining of Pleasanton. Hand Machining is a general machine shop serving Pleasanton and surrounding area. Get it done right. Get it done by Hand Machining of Pleasanton. Hand Machining is a proud sponsor of all the area athletes in and out of the game. Teamwork is like a good running machine. It takes a lot to work as a team and a lot of parts to run the machines. Hand Machining knows about teamwork and hard work, so trust your machines to the professionals at Hand Machining in Pleasanton. Welcome back to the Nebraska National Bank broadcast booth. 3.49 to go here, fourth quarter, 22-0 Pleasanton with the lead and the football right now as they're in the uh, shadow of their own goal line here. They'll face it third and seven from about the five-yard line. On our sister station, Classic, it's 98.9 FM. Right now, fifth-ranked Amherst has the lead at number six, Burwell, 28-14 in the fourth quarter. We'll deliver the scores for you on Platte River Radio. Nationally Furniture Home Store delivers your dream furniture right to your door. So Pates will be in the uh, shotgun here, and Rosiski with him as well. They're standing up basically on the goal line, and Pleasanton looks like they want to come with a little bit of a run blitz, and uh, there's a flag down, and we'll see if, uh, if maybe Pleasanton moved. Yeah, I think they're backing Pleasanton up, illegal procedure on the Bulldogs. You can, you can jump around as much as you want to on that defensive side, and I always thought it was weird because you see it in the pro game where, and the college game as well, where if a defensive player moves a little bit, then the offensive player will stand up and point and say he was yeah. on the line of scrimmage. As long as you don't cross the plane there. Yep. 
You're okay. And that's exactly what happened. Line was walking up from a safety spot and trying to put a little pressure on and made the offensive guy a little jumpy. Pate's looking to throw. He's in the end zone. He's going to throw the ball. Has a man. It's going to be caught at the 20, 25-yard line as Bush makes the catch. Good coverage on the play there by Stetson Dittmar, but a great throw by Pates to uh, have a gain of about 22 on the play and move the chains. And there's a situation where Line had just left that safety spot, and that's where the gap was because Line was trying to put some pressure, and then there's no help, so a little bit bigger window to to throw into, but a nice ball by Pates and Bush with a nice route to be able to seal that guy, so it was almost like a lob pass into the post there. And uh, Pates is eyeing the back judge, who will now start the countdown, and it won't be until he is about a couple seconds left that they'll uh, snap the football. He will snap it, hands the ball off to Rosiski. Rosiski is going to be thrown out of bounds. So that will stop the clock. He's knocked out of bounds, short of the 30-yard line, so that's going to be a gain of about two on the play. Well, make that a gain of only one, and it stops the clock. Yeah, great job by Lyon coming up from the safety spot again to take on the blocker. And then Holinsky, or Holinsky, sorry, mispronouncing his name here, was able to string it out there and just throw him out of bounds, which is a great job because then the clock stops, and that's what your friend is here in this situation, is the stop clock if you're the Mustangs, and that's exactly what you needed to do. And that narrow field and eight-man really kind of showed itself yep. there. Yeah, definitely in that situation here. So out of the uh, shotgun formation... Is going to be Pulowski, and Pulowski will keep it himself, and he'll get back to the line of scrimmage, and that's going to be about it. Yeah, you know, that was a situation where there was enough penetration there. Eggleston was one of them. It looked like Dittmer was the one that brought him down because they penetrated. They're bringing those run blitzes in situations where it's obvious running situations. Pleasanton's trying to use the clock and just milk it for what it's worth, and they're able to knife through and make some nice plays there. And But Pleasanton doing a nice job holding on to the ball because ball security in this situation is Pleasanton's number one goal to be able to use clock. Pates and Rosiski check back into the ball game here on third and eight. Two and a half minutes to go in the ball game. And they're going to run a little uh, reverse here as Pulowski has it. Makes one man miss, makes another man miss, and it has enough for the first down. He gains nine on the play in what seems like a dangerous play there with uh, an extra exchange in there. But a work to perfection for the Bulldogs who are going to keep moving the chains after a nine-yard gain here by Pulowski. Yeah, you know, and uh, they ran the reverse, handing it to some of their guys that handled the ball a little more. Pulowski was the one getting the reverse, and I think that's what Coach Westland feels a little more comfortable with, is it's guys that are used to handling the ball. It's not a wide receiver that touches the ball three or four times a game. Pulowski touches the ball every third play or so, so you feel a little safer there. But a nice tackle by Dittmer in the open field because it looked like he had a long ways to run there in that situation. And Rosiski with a nice handoff, too. Yep. Pate's looking to throw on first down. Throws it in to Pulowski, and he's got it across the 30-yard line, down to about the 26. So that's going to be a gain of uh, about 16 on the play. Yeah, you know, and I think Westland, or Coach Wesley was saying, hey, if they're going to be coming with all these blitzes, we got to be able to throw the ball a little bit to back them up. There is a little bit of laundry on the field, though, it looks like, back in the backfield near where the throw was, unless my eyes deceive me back there about the 30-yard line. There is, but it's, uh, it's against uh, Sumner. Okay. I didn't quite see the Well, they, 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 the official, the white hat, gave the uh, indication to the other sideline. And then when he gave it here, he was surrounded by a bunch of uh, Pleasanton players. We never did see what he was uh, indicating. 
the 15 yard penalty, it must be like a hands to the face defensively or, or face mask or something, something like that. Something like that ilk. It was a 15 yard penalty. So that'll move him down to about the 15 yard line. And Rosiski gets the ball handed to him, and he's going to be wrapped up there at the line of scrimmage by Nathan Schroeder. And so the, he'll actually lose about a half yard on the play. Yeah, and no, Schroeder definitely just filled that gap there because it wasn't much of one. And, he hit him hard and did a nice job of bringing him down. And then the nice thing was the kids are helping each other up still. So some great sportsmanship being shown here at the end of the year by these teams. And there's still some hitting going on because you could hear the pad set on that one. As Schroeder definitely wanted to make his presence felt on that hit. So it'll be, uh, they'll muck the clock a little bit more. Minute 20 to go here. 22 to nothing. Second and 11 from the 16-yard line as we're in the Platte Valley Auto Kearney red zone. And they hand the ball off to uh, the uh, wing back, Brandon Klein, and Klein is gonna get uh, wrapped up after, and he doesn't even make a back line scrimmage, he's gonna end up losing about a yard and a half. Yeah, you know, and Pleasanton's definitely just milking the clock. If they can score, great. If not, they're trying to make sure none of their key cogs get hurt right at the end of the year. And the Mustangs doing a nice job of still penetrating with their defensive line and having their linebackers run free. And they're not giving up anything yet. They're, they're, they're definitely playing with a lot of passion out there. And there's this is still that, plenty of passion by the folks wearing purple. Yeah, there's, some, there's definitely some pride being shown here by both teams in this situation. So it's going to be third and 12, 33 seconds to go in the season here for Sumner Eddieville Muller. As they hand the ball off uh, this time on that left side. And Red Heckenlively makes the uh, tackle as they were able to uh, uh, bring Klein out of bounds. And that will stop the clock with 26 seconds to go as it'll be fourth and 12 from about the 15. Yeah, and Heckenlively did a nice job there stringing the ball out and then making sure the guy got out of out of bounds because otherwise the clock probably would have expired there. So nice job by Heck and Lively of keeping that outside arm free. And that's exactly what you teach your defensive ends to do. They've done a nice job in that situation for the most part today. So probably more than one play left here with uh, 26 seconds to go. It's fourth and 10 from about the 15-yard line. A drive to start at the one. So this has been highly effective from the Pleasanton perspective. And there is a flag down. A little delay game action, just taking a little too much time trying to get everybody situated as they're making sure they got the right situation called in this particular place and time as the first down's probably not their top priority in this situation anymore. So they're just going to try to gain a few yards here. So fourth and now 15 from the 20. 26 seconds to go, 22 nothing. Pleasanton with the lead. And there's just not enough time here for Sumner to pull off the miracle. No, definitely not. No band will be on the field today as they hand it off to Klein. Right Klein nice scene there for Klein. And Klein's able to take it out to about the 10. So he gains about 10 yards on the play. And he's been kind of featured back here, here lately. But they're going to be short of the first down marker by a good five yards. And so it'll be first and 10 here for Pleasanton as they got it now first and 10 from the 10 with 20 seconds to go down to 22 nothing. Yeah, the Mustangs definitely did exactly what they need to do in that situation. Just not enough time here as the whole second half, they were just a little bit short of being able to finish stuff. So hats off to the Bulldogs here so far as they've done exactly what they needed to, to preserve this victory here for them. So they're going to end up being four and four on the season and uh, will be preparing themselves for the playoffs. And they're going to split out uh, trips to the right. Looks like a uh, Hail Mary situation here for Line. Line looking to throw. Throws it on this left side, and it's going to be caught 
over here by Heckenweiler. Heckenweiler makes one man miss, and he's going to bring the ball across the 30 to the 32. So that'll be a 22-yard pitch and catch. Yeah, did a nice job right around, got out of bounds there at the end, just ran a little out route there in that situation, about a 10 to 12-yard out. And then he was able to turn up field and get some extra blockers in front with Claflin leading the way a little bit, chipping away. And you can tell they're still fighting for everything they can get. They want to get something. They want to erase that zero. Yeah. They're trying to get that zero off the board this been bugging them all night. They're down 22 nothing, 12 seconds to go, and now they're going to split out the trips wide to the left. By that trip formation, Heck and Lively, uh, he's out there with uh, Volmer as well as Claflin. Lines looking that direction, throws it in underneath, and they actually run into the official right in the middle of the play, and a couple of Pleasanton players help him up, pat him on the back. Pass ball is incomplete, and there's five seconds left, so this more than likely will be the last play of the season here for Sumner Eddieville Miller. Yeah, and Eklund did a nice job of staying home and making sure the ball was not caught, whether it was by the official or the <laughs> Mustang player there, because he was making sure there was, the ball was sitting the ground there. So a nice job there by Eklund staying home as they tried to overload and then maybe slip someone underneath to give some running room. Well, let's see if there's some magic in the Mustangs here so they can get the uh, touchdown. They've got it at the 32. They're going to throw the ball deep, and there's nobody there, and that's going to do it. Fastball is incomplete, and Sumner Miller will finish their season with a lot of pride here. They're uh, three and five on the year, and heading to the playoffs will be the Mustangs at four and four. Yeah, the Bulldogs did a nice job. They brought some pressure on the last play and made them throw a little early to make sure there was that goose egg on the scoreboard for the Mustangs, and that's exactly what you wanted to do heading into the playoffs for the Bulldogs if they're able to get that draw that they can get, which they believe they would, stuff like that. So nice job by the Bulldogs, and hats off to the Mustang for a well-played game, and especially the second half. They just did everything there to get down there, and then it was just not enough. So hats off to both teams here so far. So uh, a great effort here. No scoring in the second half, so our final score in this one, it ends up being Pleasanton with a 22 nothing win over Sumner Eddieville Miller. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have the new uh, sports medicine orthopedic surgery postgame show coming up right after this timeout. No, Mom, it's Josh's turn. I had to take it out the last time. Trash just isn't something people like to deal with. But at Ravenna Sanitation, we take trash seriously and are here to be your trash collection connection. If you need trash removal from your home, business, or farm, Ravenna Sanitation is ready to meet your needs. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County, is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Find Ravenna Sanitation in the Pleasanton or Ravenna phone book. Five Points Bank. We're proud our bankers have the ability to take care of customers in the Kearney area. One of our bank's true differences is our bankers have a true Kearney connection, important in providing the best in banking. Our staff is proud they've lived in Kearney for years. Many have been lifelong residents. Having a true Kearney connection means caring and being involved in the community and committed to making banking work for the people of Kearney. Bank with Five Points Bank. The better bank. The bank with a true Kearney connection. Good things will happen. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. The undisputed Midwest yield leader. 
And welcome back here to the Nebraska National Bank broadcast booth. Our final score, 22 to nothing. Pleasanton with the win over Sumner Eddieville Miller. And this is the New West Sports Medicine North Peak Surgery Postgame Show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. 22 nothing is our final. Let's go through the uh, scoring summary. Uh, it began in the first quarter. Midwell. The drive started midway through quarter number one, and Riley Rosiski with a five-yard run, and then Pulowski with a uh, two-point conversion. That made it eight to nothing with 4.50 to go in the first quarter. And then the very next drive, a nice line by, run by Rosiski to get him down to the one-yard line. Uh, check that. That's the wrong drive. Uh, Pulowski finished the drive with a five-yard run, also got a two-point conversion by catching the pass from Tate Pates. That made it 16 to nothing. And then in the second quarter, that was that long run by Rosiski of 49 yards, just short of the goal line. Pulowski was able to then, on a quarterback keeper, take it in from one yard out. Uh, the point after was no good. It was 22 to nothing at that point with 3.54 to go in the second quarter. Now is the rest of the scoring. A couple of drives by some area Bill Miller uh, got close, including one that went down to the one-yard line. Uh, with, with Still, when there would have been time for them to get something done, a fumbled exchange, fallen on by Pates. So the Bulldogs were able to keep the uh, Mustangs out of the end zone, and your final in this one is 22 to nothing. Yeah, and kind of a tale of two halves and to an extent there. The first half... You kind of felt like the Bulldogs should be up by a little bit more than 22 to nothing. In the second half, you always felt like the Mustangs were a little bit more in control, coming back, being able to do something. But it just wasn't quite enough for the Mustangs in the second half as they would have one mistake on a drive or something like that to put them behind the chains or the turnover situation like that. But again, hats off to the Mustangs. They definitely fought hard that second half. And you could tell by how their defense played. They were more defensively sound the second half. And there was some hitting going on in the second half. As you can see, the guys both teams had to get checked out by the trainers at different times. And the Mustangs left a lot of pride out on the field here for their last home game of the year and their seniors' last game ever wearing that purple and gold for the Mustangs. So unofficially, let's go through some of the numbers here. Pleasanton as a team ran for 171 total yards, 132 of those coming from uh, Riley Rosiski, who carried the ball 25 times for 132 yards. Didn't get a touchdown, but like I say, had that uh, 49-yard run that uh, set up a near touchdown. Um, carrying the ball uh, 13 times for 43 yards was uh, Tyler Pulowski. Brandon Klein had five carries for 11 yards. Hunter Pate sacked a couple times, had two carries for a negative uh, 15 yards uh, here in the ball game. For Sumner, Eddie Bill Miller, they had 115 yards of uh, rushing, and again, uh, 70 of that came in the second half. Uh, Zaren Schroeder uh, carried the ball uh, seven times for what ended up being, I don't have that one completely totaled up here, for about 13 yards. Antonio Vollmer had uh, three carries for 20 yards. Stetson Dittmar carried it 17 times for 30 yards. Nathan Schroeder, six carries for six yards. Jason Line had 47 yards rushing on 12 carries, but uh, also that uh, you, you pin it on the quarterback when you have that fumbled exchange like that uh, at the goal line. And that's what kept Sumner Eddieville Miller at the uh, at the uh, out of the end zone, and they end up falling short here. And uh, in the air, line was 10 of 20 for 84 yards. As they tried a, a Statue of Liberty, they tried the hook and ladder, they tried a lot of different things, tried to get themselves in the end zone, but it just really wasn't uh, to be here for the Mustangs. And nice job for the Bulldogs. 
because again, they, 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 they didn't really move the ball very effectively in that second half, but they didn't let that bother them as they kept uh, plugging away at it. No, they definitely employed that bend-don't-break type defense and stuff where they might have been giving up a little more yardage than they were in the first half. But what they were doing is they were making the SEM work for everything. Other than the 49-yard run there, there might have been one 20-yard pass or something like that. Everything else was having to be earned in little chunks of three- and five-yard situations. So uh, overall, pretty nice job by both defenses there. Pleasanton just able to make enough plays, a few more plays there, to get the 22 to nothing victory. And again, our scoring summary, uh, Rosiski a five-yard run, Pulowski a five-yard run as well, and Pulowski also with a one-yard run after Rosiski had a long 49-yard rush. This sports wrap-up brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need wrapped up in one great sensation, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. And again, a lot of smiles on the uh, sideline here for the uh, folks wearing mostly white and the red. As uh, Pleasanton comes away with the win, they're 4-4 four and four on the season, uh, most uh, assured of getting into the playoffs with that record. And unfortunately for the Mustangs, they end the season with a record of 3-5 uh, and five on the campaign. And uh, they, they, did, uh, they did fight all the way down to the stretch, but end up coming up just a little bit short. Yeah, you know, the Mustangs, kind of maybe a microcosm of their season. Coach Struder talked about it pregame staying out of the third longs, getting off the field when you force the third longs, and they weren't able to do it just a few times on a defense where they couldn't get off, and they forced themselves just enough situations like that. And Coach West, uh, Coach Westward for the Bulldogs was able to do that for the most part, especially in the first half where they were able to be ahead of the chains. They were on schedule. They were doing what they wanted to do, and that was milk the clock at times. In the second half, their defense did just enough. They made the shoestring tackles. They made the plays that kept the Mustangs to a five-yard gain when it looked like it could have been a really big game. And that's what it takes to win these ball games to get yourself to the playoffs. And the Bulldogs were able to do that. Yeah, and again, they they made a lot of they made a lot of open field tackles. Yep. And again, you know, you change a couple of plays. This is an entirely different ball game because yep. the Mustangs had it. Uh, isolated in space a couple of times, but every time the Bulldogs were able to step up and make the play. Yeah, you know, uh, whether it be Pates or Eklund or Pulowski, it seems like those guys, every time they got near the ball, if they got a hand on you, you were going down. And that's what the great thing about eight-man football or six-man football, if you ever get to witness it, if you don't tackle, it's a huge play. Eleven-man it seems like there can be a few more missed tackles. So if you ever get the opportunity, watch some of these guys. Because oh, yeah. the sure tackling is there. They might not get the big hits because they know if they miss the tackle, it's a touchdown. Right. And that's what's really nice to see. And the Bulldogs did that especially well in the second half where the Mustangs did a nice job of getting guys in space. The Bulldogs were limiting them to that one one-on-one tackle, and they succeeded in that situation. You're listening to the New West Sports Medicine Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. We're going to take a quick break. Hopefully, we have a chance to uh, talk with uh, Coach Leslin. We'll try to grab him as we continue with more of the New West Sports Medicine Orthopedic Surgery postgame show right after this timeout. The three L's of PlatteRiverPreps.com. Log on for info on all your favorite teams with links to articles organized by school and sport. Listen to any of the radio broadcasts on our five Platte River radio stations and download podcasts to past events. And like us on Facebook to get select pictures and breaking news of high school sports going on. Platte River Preps, your one-stop source for high school sporting news, covering over 100 teams across the state of Nebraska. Go to PlatteRiverPreps.com.
Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. On our last episode of As the Wheel Turns, Carl was ending a long-term relationship. Carl, I've seen how you look at other vehicles. You just don't look as good as you used to. That's because you haven't taken me to the Dent Popper. A new spray-on bed liner or bed cover will get people to stare at me. Custom fit floor mats from WeatherTech will make me feel pretty on the inside. Avoid the drama with a trip to the Dent Popper. North of the Railroad, First Avenue, on the Bricks, downtown Connie. And welcome back to the New West Sports Medicine North Peak Surgery Post Game Show. Kind enough to join us in victory, Ricky Westland. Congratulations, Coach. Nice win. Thank you, guys. Yeah, Thank that you was guys. that was a hard-fought win. That was not an easy. You know, that second half it just seemed like uh, your offense couldn't get going, but your defense answered the bell time and time again. Now, we were just our worst enemy the the second half. We couldn't get anything started. We'd get a nice run play, or, and then all of a sudden we put the ball on the ground, or we'd get a holding call or something like that. But yeah, the kids just uh, kept persevering on defense anyway. They stepped up, and when one group's down, the other team stepped up and held out for us. And they were a lot of the same kids, and that's what's kind of impressive about that is uh, they didn't let the, the, the offensive difficulties keep them from playing great defense because you played great de- defense all four quarters. We had some situations where it was a quick change in the defense. You know, just had to change their mindset from offense to defense. Uh, they buckled down. You know, they were did a lot of new things tonight with, uh, I think, there another center that stepped in, so they went some more unbalanced. We didn't see that much on tape, but figure out a way to stop that and you know they were really hurting us with the traps and the kids kept trying to figure out a way to do that and we did slow them down towards the end of the game with those traps that hurt us early yeah offensively especially in the first half you guys were able to have success attacking at different spots what was it that you were seeing that maybe allowed you to move some guys to different spots so you could find some space to run and stuff like that in the first half oh just some things that we're trying to work on you know we want to get the ball on we got so many gifted kids on offense that can run the ball you got Hunter Pates at quarterback uh good probably a nice 11 man quarterback and a drop yeah. more pro style offenses where he'd be geared more apt to but we got him for eight man so he's got to be a, a jack of all trades here on this level um, then you got tyler Pulaski, freshman he's put him back there kind of a wildcat look on um, the ryla Rosiski, freshman running back get to him the ball and we just got to figure it out and you got weapons ryan bush you got travis tolls and you got uh, you know brand klein they're all great athletes just one ball out there that's the tough part yeah to get him Try to get all those guys some touches. That's a, that's a great problem to have. Uh, Rosiski, I had for 132 yards rushing. He had that 49-yard rush in the, in the, in the first half. Uh, a lot of them were, you know, just five, seven-yard runs here and there. And then it finally hit the big one. You kind of almost felt like, especially in that first half, you warmed down. Yeah, we did. Uh, we jumped into some hurry-up, some up-tempo ball there. Uh, the kids did a great job. We looked at uh, about four different options on that play. And Riley, I think, broke one big then right away in the second half there or in the first, second quarter, excuse me, yeah. did a great job with that. And, and that obviously was, was, was key. And, and, and again, at, at halftime, you really kind of dominated the first half, but did you kind of have that feeling like, wow, we should be up bigger than that? Because that's always a, a bad feeling when you feel like you dominated and you're not, it doesn't reflect it on the scoreboard. Yeah, this was kind of, seemed more like an 11-man ebb and flow game. You know, it wasn't like your eight-man crazy wild scoring fest here. It was more of like just ball or a field position, uh, and they keep burning up the clock when you could. That's what it felt like anyway as a coach because yeah. you got a 22 lead, eight-man football, that shouldn't be enough points to win a game. But the defense stepped up, and it just the kids did a great job on that end. 
with it being the younger team that you guys seem to have, what's it mean to be able to end the game of last regular season game on a win and propel yourself to the playoffs as it looks like you guys oh, will make it's it? Great. It's, it's just a great way to send off your seniors, get into playoffs, and then you're, you're starting to build now. Some, so what, a first-year freshman, he can say, hey, I'm going to try to do that all four years, and it just gets them hungrier every year. I'm glad we can get the seniors sent off in this manner to get into the playoffs. Um, they have had a dry spell their first three years, and now we got them into the playoffs, and they can go enjoy that. You know, T-shirts and all those fixes, yeah. the travel, the road trips, all that fun stuff. Uh, and then just those freshmen. They got a taste of it now, and they'll be thinking about that when they're in the weight room this summer. And at least, you know, hopefully more than one more week of practice, but at least one more week of practice. And that experience, because it could very well be building something special here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of young kids even coming up in the junior high ranks and down the grade school. So, you know, these guys could be the pioneers for a nice long run again in the playoffs, you know. These seniors will be the ones that started it, and who knows where it'll finish again. All right, congratulations, Ricky. Thank nice you, guys. Game. Thanks for covering Yeah, thanks for the Thank time. That's Ricky Russell, and a head football coach at Pleasanton, as the Bulldogs have moved to 4-4, four and four, and they're heading on to the uh, state playoffs. And congratulations to them. And, again, a lot of fight shown by SEM here tonight as well. So uh, our tip our hats off for them as well, Scott. Yeah, you know, that's a this is a great conference game here to end the regular season, and the Mustangs definitely played with some pride, especially in that second half, coming out and really trying to hit the Bulldogs in the mouth a little bit. And the Bulldogs rose to the challenge the entire second half. So a well-fought game between both teams, and it was exciting to see this situation as it wasn't the typical wild up and down eight men scoring but it was some of the better tackling that i've got to see this year and yeah. i've seen some pretty good teams this year too yeah so it was a very solid effort and uh, pleasanton a good young team and uh, they're going to try to do some damage when the playoffs start next week once again our final 22 to 14 pleasanton with the win over sumner eddieville miller i'm randy bush good for scott carlin and our engineer uh caleb Ekstrom back in the uh, studios thanks for joining us good night everybody The proceeding has been a KXPN Sports production brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, go to our podcast link at ESPNSuperstation.com. Battle with the Scarlet Knight.